Man, it's getting crazy out there. We got an estimated 70 to 90,000 Russian troops amassing just near the Ukrainian border. Ukraine is responding. The US and EU are worried that Russia will actually invade Ukraine. And Joe Biden has apparently threatened Vladimir Putin. Now, what we know definitively is that it's like sanctions. Okay, we're going to cut you off from gas, maybe the international financial system. But there's also a statement from Sullivan who said that, you know, we have deployments in Europe already, and we're now looking at what more deployments we might actually have. So he didn't want to say we're going to send troops because we already have troops there, but maybe more. But now it's getting crazy because apparently there is a Republican who said we're not taking nukes off the table, Hmm. boots on the ground. Yikes. Probably a really bad idea, but we're going to get into all that. We've got we've got images. We got photos. We have Donald Trump basically mocking him, being like mocking uh, Biden, saying Putin doesn't care what Biden's saying. And then we got this crazy story. Oliver Darcy saying that the media is secretly meeting with the Biden administration to collude on how to cover the failing economy. Hey, surprising, isn't it? Chris Cuomo gets fired for his collusion with a Democrat, his brother. But this, of course, is OK. I'm glad. It, I, hey, look, props to Darcy for reporting this. And then we got Elon Musk saying that people need to have more babies, which would be pretty interesting. He's saying civilization is going to collapse. Joining us to talk about all this and probably a bunch of other stuff is Steve Bannon. Thanks for having me, Tim. Good to be back. I love the new studio. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I kind of I didn't have my you know geospatially. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was when I was watching the Tim Pool show mm-hmm. until I got everything's the, different. Now. It's all different. I didn't realize. I, I said, "Where do you get the the axe and the uh, and everything?" But now I see it. The whole the new studio. All makes sense. With it. Sword. Yeah, sword. Well, they <laughs> call those swords. Axes. And uh, we, we are going to be, we, we have a, uh, an antique Civil War rifle. We just found it in an antique store. It's crazy. I saw it's, that. An, it's a model 1861 Colt percussion rifled musket. Oh. Uh, never been fired. Mint bore. And I'm, I'm stoked. It's so cool. It's a union, union weapon that was never commissioned. Made from the Silicon Valley of the uh, early part of the United States up in the Connecticut Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colt yeah, yeah, yeah. manufacturer. Yep, making weapons. Ten thousand were ordered, but this one never got sent out. So it's a, it's it's almost. I mean, look, it's got you know 160 years of wear and tear. It's actually it's a model 1861 made in 1862. So pretty cool stuff. But Steve, thanks for hanging out. And uh, I guess you know what? How would you describe yourself? You know, to someone who's not heard of you, there's a lot of people who've never actually listened to you that listen to hmm. us. So I'm I'm curious how you describe yourself. Populist, nationalist, traditionalist. Hmm. Pretty there simple. You go. Yeah, simple enough. Populist, yeah. nationalist. Uh, Traditionalists believe power should be back as close to the people as possible. I'm a ardent economic nationalist. Believe that every country in the world should look after its own self-interest. And traditionalists, traditional values and the traditional family. What Elon Musk is pumping for. That's uh, that's why I thought that was interesting. We'll talk about it. Well, we'll talk about it also because I think the pre- the prior announcement was uh, about putting chips in your brain. I know. The, the yeah. real, the real, that, was, that was the misdirection play. Oh, by the way, we should have more robot babies. <laughs> yeah. the, the big announcement was he wants to put chips in everybody's brains by the fall of 2022. Okay. Is that what he said? Yeah. No, it's coming in 2022. Brain it's, chips. All right. We'll, 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 and, get, into, we'll and, get into it. Neuralink is going to have chips in the minds of humans, not not the lambs and sheep. You've seen them in the in the in the in the pigs yeah, and all that stuff. Pigs. Mm, pig. yeah. No, 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 no. It's coming to human beings by twenty twenty two. That gonna, was his, yeah. that was his big announcement. The misdirection play was, oh yeah, we've got to you know we've got to you know populate the earth by having more babies. Wow. Tr- transhumanism, Tim. I've been ranting and raving and screaming about it for so long, and uh, I, I definitely think uh, the shirt I'm wearing today is very appropriate for our guest. It says specifically, "Jailing people for victimless crimes." The unofficial slogan of the Biden. <laughs> 
Harris presidential campaign. Look, Kamala looks really ripped knew, in that. Photo. She is. Knew, she, she, I, she is. She's a very I, strong lady. I, 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 knew, I knew it was the anarchists would get me in trouble. Here. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna come and get my ankle bracelet, right? Hey, uh, you know, I think you're right. I, I don't think they're wrong on that sense. And if you want to support me and what I do, you could by getting the T-shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. I also just released a Fauci Emperor Palpatine going after puppies and monkeys. Oh That's also available. I couldn't I couldn't fit in the orphaned children. I apologize oh to the people out there. NIH experiments, orphaned children. Look that up. Crazy stuff's happening. I'm excited for this conversation. Thanks for having me. Uh, Ian Crossland over here. Happy to be in the house. What's up, everybody? And I am also here pushing buttons with one of my favorite guests. We love having Steve Bannon in the house. Love hearing about what he's up to. And he's a fantastic commentator. I genuinely think he's like the next Rush Limbaugh. So if you guys don't listen to War Room, you definitely should. Before we get Tra- to transhumanism, by the way, is one of our oh, biggest yeah, draws now. Oh, yeah. Oh, big oh, part really? of the show. We, should de- we, we have a special editor that does nothing but it. Oh, but cool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, pro- it's, it's the actually interesting when you look at the traffic. It's one of the biggest things that drives traffic. Yeah. It's, it's are, such are people, a serious topic. Are people into it or scared of it? Mm. Both. I mean, yeah, we were talking yeah. about smart death. We're talking about all this other, uh, you know, 2030 new future t- technological advancements. It's, it's, uh, it's, I would say awe stunning, but that's not a word. Awe stunning is a great word. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy what's happening out Glo- there. Globalization is the misdirection play to take your eye off the ball mm. of the singularity. That's the singularity. Is the, that's the signal, not the noise. Let's talk about it for sure. Before we get started though, head over to timcast.com, become a member and you will get access to our exclusive members only section where we have tons of awesome conversations behind the scenes. Um, it's a special segment, usually about a half an hour with all of our guests. And we uh, we swear a lot. It's not very family friendly, but you, you definitely want to check it out. We'll have one up for you around 11 or so p.m. But also we just hired another uh, another journalist, Michael Robinson, who's been writing a ton of really awesome stuff. And the more people who sign up, the more journalists we get to hire, the more work we get to do, and we get to launch new shows. We started a pop culture show. We're going to be actually launching, I think our first book should be ready before Christmas Ooh. from Tales from the Inverted World. So it's, cool. I'm, look, I'm really excited about the first book, but I'm also kind of antsy because the second book is Ghosts of the Civil War. Our writer wow. Shane went down to the, to the so south cool. investigating lost gold, ghost stories, wow. mysteries, UFO sightings. And he was talking to people who were like, he was telling me, he's like, man, they really hate Sherman down here. Hmm. So that's, I'm excited for that one. That'll be our second book. But definitely, this is all thanks to your support at TimCast.com. Don't forget to like this video right now if you're watching on YouTube Live. Subscribe to the show. Share it right now. Take that URL. Paste it everywhere. We're going to be talking about what's going on. And if you go to TimCast.com and click store, you can get our Step on Snack and Find Out shirt. I'm very, very much a big fan. Or you can buy the poster that we made to troll the entire country and continent of Australia. Yes. It says, visit yeah. Howard Springs, totally voluntary relocation camp. And it shows a police boat chasing a guy while there's razor wire on the beach. And you can buy these and you can you can basically just hang them up, you know, wherever you think it's appropriate for people <laughs> to, uh, you know, if you want to show off in your storefront or something or, you know, get that and let people see it. So uh, with all that being said, let's talk about this first big story. I love this headline from Axios. It's just three words. Biden threatens Putin. Wow. That's, that's amazing. They say in How a video. How far journalism has come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Concise. Well, hey, I mean, that's a good thing. It's, it's better than some sensationalist 20 word title. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it simple. In a video call that lasted for just over two hours on Tuesday, Biden warned Russian President Putin that if Russia invades Ukraine, the U.S. will impose unprecedented sanctions and provide additional weaponry to the Ukrainians, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said. Now, Axios doesn't want to go as far as to say U.S. troop deployment because Sullivan kind of danced around it. 
saying he doesn't want to say we're bracing for, you know, rotation uh, of, of boots on the ground because we already have rotational deployments in the Baltics. But he is saying that is entirely a possibility. The U.S. getting involved in a ground war in Ukraine. Sound like a bad idea? Sounds like a terrible idea, particularly on the 80th anniversary of uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think this is once again, um, this is the EU has been pressing this fight forever. Right. They're, they're the ones that talked about the expansion of getting the Ukraine in. This is where uh, the, the, the more radical members of the EU and NATO talked about making Ukraine a member of NATO. Right. This has been pushing and pushing and pushing forever. Uh, Biden's also doing this for political expediency. He needs a wag the dog moment. The Wall Street Journal's polling came out today. Absolutely horrific. Right. He's I think it's 26 percent of right track, wrong track, Whoa, 20, 20, 26, yep. 26 percent right track. Uh, what, 62 percent, 63 percent wrong track. You've got uh, among uh, people who think he's doing great versus uh, terrible. It's 37 to six. These are unprecedented, unprecedentedly yep. low numbers, not just not just on Kamala Harris, on him. He has lost the country. Mm. OK. And now he has no political capital. To support this orgy of spending that's going to bury everybody up on Capitol Hill. So he needs he needs to change the conversation. Here's how he's going to change the conversation. He's going to be a tough guy. Right. He's going to push around Putin. So uh, he's going to try to use this to uh, purely for politics to try to get his ratings up uh, his his uh, to show he's a, a leader. And this is a disaster. And I got to tell you, it's not just it's not Biden. It's the uniparty. The worst comment of the day was not from the pencil neck Jake Sullivan. Right. Mm-hmm. They should be focused on the Chinese Communist Party and what's happening in Taiwan and the South China Sea. With The worst comment was from the senator from Mississippi, uh, Wicker, who said everything's on the table, including combat troops, not just the 200 advisors they have in there now, combat troops and tactical nuclear weapons, a nuclear strike. Well, yeah. I mean, this guy's just he's just. It's he's he's blowing hot air. Come on, he's not blowing. I'm not. He, listen, he's a he's a very respected member. He's a very respected member. But that guy thinks he's on the Armed Services Committee. This guy was on Neil Cavuto. This is not this is not a lightweight. Mm. Look, he's in the United so, States Senate. Well, you got to have guys in the United States Senate say combat troops and uh, and 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 tactical nuclear weapons are not, a nuclear strike is not off the table. And you brought up a very important point because historically, when the popularity of leaders goes down, you know, history says that those leaders start wars and conflicts. Mm-hmm. And if there was a conflict between the United States and Russia, China would, of course, take advantage of that situation, invade Taiwan immediately. And geopolitically, this is one of the worst situations that the United States could make because we should be working with Russia, aligning with them, and and, and establishing a better relationship because there is a lot of tension between Russia and China, but with us going full force against Russia, it's absolutely idiotic on the This was Trump's plan. This was the reverse Kissinger-Nixon in 72. Look, you have the you have the Eurasian landmass, okay? And right now, American foreign policy since 1914 has been we will never allow one power or a series of power to control Central Asia, the, the Eurasian landmass, the world island, yeah. right? Because he who controls the world island contr- can control the world. Yeah. So and we and so and think about it in 19 on December 7th of 1941, you had you had uh, Germany, uh, Italy, the Empire of Japan, they had just broken up. Russia was a part of that. They had just, you know, just come apart with the attack. Today, you have China, Pakistan, Iran, okay, yeah. Turkey, and with North Korea, uh, North Korea and Russia. And we have forced those guys into the, into the Chinese camp. You talk about internal politics. Putin needs this too for his internal popularity and she needs this. 
You have three leaders that are all for political reasons. Let's do, let's do the mullahs in too. Yeah, but Steve, I would push back yeah. a little bit because okay, dur- during the Trump presidency, Trump sent lethal weapons to Ukraine, something that even Obama was scared of doing. And I, when you look at his, uh, you know, foreign policy, it was pretty much on par, especially when it came to bombing Syria. Because when we look at Syria, when we look at Yemen, yeah. these are the proxy wars that are happening between Russia and the United this States. Is, and there might is, be another yes. one in Ukraine. Hey, look, Ukraine talk- might be the I was the only guy in the National Security Council that fought uh, to not uh, to not uh, launch the uh, the uh, cruise missiles into Syria. President Trump did not want to do that at the last minute. That was kind of an accommodation to uh, the Uniparty. But right. wasn't it Ivanka yeah, Trump who also said that she was crying, and then it was Trump's son who said it was her that convinced them to bomb Syria? Wasn't that I, I don't son? I, I don't want to say that, but it, it, people were putting in front of him, you know, about the children being uh, the chemical gas. attacks with gas, which we found out later was not was, true at all. Was not true at all. Mm-hmm. And and his remember nobody's put more pressure on Putin than Trump had. Okay, but you're right. They I I think and that was his um, not acquiescing, but I think trying to work with. The national security apparatus, media, which, media which are, but he, but, but exactly. I mean, you know, Morning Joe, these guys, David Ignatius, the next day, oh, he's acting like a president. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Williams, yeah. these Brian, missiles are amazing and yeah. beautiful and beautiful. glorious. No, they called them presidential and they uh, loved them. They adored them. Uh, this is what McMaster's is about. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, Biden's not any better. Biden called Putin a killer recently. And then a couple days later, he literally bombed a U.S. aid worker and killed seven children after that. Yes. So Biden, I think, is even worse. But I think there's a coherent, uh, foreign policy that has been steady against Russia uh, throughout the last few presidencies. Look, my, my youth, I was you know on a uh, on a destroyer hunting Soviet submarines in the South China Sea. But it's so nobody's more anti uh, anti uh, Soviet, anti communist, and the Russians are run by KGB guys. They're bad guys. Yep. That being said, they should be an ally. Not an enemy. We have a problem with China right now trying to consolidate the Eurasian landmass, and China is coming at us on Silicon Valley West in Taiwan, South China Sea, and against our ally, uh, India, in the northwest frontier. And Biden's done such a bad job with our great ally, India. The front of the Financial Times today is, wait for it, Putin and Modi sitting there hugging, wow. right, cutting a deal because – but this is what pro- – President Trump and Modi, nobody could have been closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our central ally against yep. against China, right, with well, Japan. And, and here you got – this thing is in total disarray. Okay, the American people have voted about Biden right now. First off, you can tell 81 million people didn't vote for him. These polls mathematically couldn't be this this low. But these are unprecedented numbers. In the 20s, first off, if you get in the 30s on right track, yeah, wrong yeah, but, track, but you're he, done. But he he but the polls have swung. I mean, it started. He's, he started off. This you know, collapses too. The collapse is too much. It's Afghanistan just too much. was the start of the collapse, though. Right, so around around the, I think the that of, I think that was a tri- I think that was a triggering right. mechanism. I think it was getting. I think it was bad up until about COVID. People, I don't want which, which way it was going. I, I do want to keep us focused on, okay. uh, uh, on on the foreign policy stuff, but I do want to say I think what happens is, like I said before, uh, last time you were here, Trump was anti-elected. The, the the Atlantic story, stay alive, Joe Biden. I think people voted for Joe Biden because they didn't care and didn't they they were convinced anything was better than Trump and they were deceived. And now they're realizing just how awful of a mistake they made in electing this guy. And you see around Afghanistan when they're like, he gave up our air base. But, but I don't, I don't want to rehash all that stuff. I want to talk but about. But you can see it in the Ukraine. We're going to make the same mistakes. First off, when you have people, remember, Wicker had been briefed. Okay. He just didn't walk into that interview cold. He had been briefed. They've had discussions and he said nothing should be off the table. That means they're actively discussing combat yeah. troops deployments yeah. to the Ukraine 
and they want to keep on the table his words not ours tactical a nuclear strike but, he, but here's what i want to mention you you're talking about china it was, I think, Pompeo who said that China has infiltrated the U.S. at every level. Every level. Every level. We've seen numerous, what, prof- how many professors have been arrested for basically mm. giving away our research to China, double dipping? China's paying them, the U.S. is paying them, then they're giving our research away. I think Pompeo was right. And so I'm, I'm concerned about when, when, when I read the story about Michael Flynn, and I think, was he talking to Sally Yates? Is that what happened? And he said, I think Russia uh, is not a big threat. I think China is the bigger threat. And she panics. She's like, oh, no. Sounds to me like they are colluding with China. We know that Don Jr. and Biden fly on Air Force Two to go do that private equity deal. And now you're wondering why. Not Don, is, not Don Jr. Not Don I'm Jr. sorry, sorry. Not Don Jr. Hunter Biden. Hunter. Yeah. Where's, where, where's, I, I, Hunter? where's Hunter? I deeply apologize. Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Slip of the tongue. Yeah. Hunter Biden and his dad. Fly on the plane to to China for a Air, Air Force video. Two. Air Force in, Two in in an official in an official capacity. Don, don't get mad at me. That was a mistake. No, no, no. But but in all seriousness, uh, first of four trillion dollars for your audience. Understand something. Your pension funds, your pension four trillion dollars of American capital have gone into China to finance it through Larry Fink. The, this is the collusion. Of, this, this of, of Wall Street and the global corporations. You know, the NBA player just called them out the other day. You had today, Apple announced a, what, a 400 and a $275 billion joint venture in China to help their technological prowess. Have they invested $275 billion in the heartland of this country to increase the technological prowess of the United States and the workers in the United States? No. This is a company protected on American soil and they're an active partner of the Chinese Communist Party. Look. To make the system work, there's not a conspiracy. To make the system work, you have to have the slave labor of China. The slave labor of China and the state-owned industries, okay, keep wages down throughout the world. That's why Wall Street and the party of Davos finance it. Yep. That's how they make the profits. And they the, want to make China the rest of the world. And it was the Henry Kissinger, mm-hmm. David Rockefeller policy that in the 70s <laughs> instituted all of this and literally have set it up for the global world. They want China to be the rest of the world, social credit score, surveillance states, smart cities, smart grids, all of that. It's first being implemented in China, and it's going to be implemented in the United States. And, and, and now we're going to get bogged down. We're Remember, let's put it in perspective. China's the great, the Chinese Communist Party is the greatest enemy we've ever had. The largest economy, the most sophisticated, right? The one with the deepest culture, what, 5,000 years, 10,000 years. Russia is the, the economy is the size of New York State. Okay? It's the size of New York State and it's imploding. It's a demographic de- death spiral. They don't make any technology we want. They got great hackers and you know what they got? They got natural gas that the Germans and others want, right? It's the GDP of Italy. So, yeah. so, so exactly, exactly. So I, I and yet, and yet we're going to put, you have a U.S. Senator, a Republican. And this is one thing I want to say is a populist and a nationalist. This is the type of neocon. This is the type of neoconism that has destroyed the Republican Party and helped to destroy this country. The, you know, the nine trillion dollars we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, over 20 years and what the 10,000 or 12,000 combat casualties or, or the, the, the killed in actions plus the 40 or 50,000 casualties is because of that thinking. Wicker's thinking today, oh, everything's on the table. Boots on the ground, combat troops, and a nuclear strike. So I want to kind of wrap this all together. We, 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 we heard from Pompeo, we've been infiltrated by China. Sure. Joe Biden's rate, his approval ratings are in the trash. He needs some kind of combat, so he points at Russia because he knows Russia's no real threat. And he doesn't care about China, or at the very least, he wants China to succeed. In the media, remember, in Washington, D.C., and, and remember the first impeachment trial, Russia is like, you know, they, I want to call the 1980s and get, get the foreign policy back. Russia is considered a 50 times bigger enemy 
than the Chinese Communist Party. And one of the reasons is the money the Chinese Communist Party has spread all over town but- with the journalists and all that. Russia is a zero. Okay, mm-hmm. it is in a demographic despot, and it's pro- don't get me wrong, they're bad guys run by the KGB with lots of nuclear weapons. Okay, and 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 they've got troops, but the situation in Ukraine is a European situation that they force it on us, and and to do it on the e, uh, on the uh, commemoration of Pearl Harbor, right? I think is I think is extraordinary for him to do that. Let, let, me, let me pull up this story. We'll get the exact quote here. We have this from Mediaite. GOP senator floats U.S. troops on the ground and nuclear strike against Russia. Quote: I would not rule that out. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi told Neil Cavuto on Tuesday the U.S. shall keep should keep all options available when dealing with a potential Russian aggression against Ukraine. That even includes a first use, a preemptive Whoa. nuclear strike. Whoa. That senator appeared on Fox News hours after the teleconference between Biden and Putin. Quote, Senator, some of your Republican colleagues think that we should have troops in the region. They never delineate exactly how many or that they'd be utilized in an outright confrontation with Russia over Ukraine. But their mere presence would be effective. What do you think of that? I'll tell you this, Neil, said Wicker. I would not rule out military action. I think we start making a mistake, making, making a mistake when we take options off the table. So I would hope the president keeps that option on the table. Cavuto presses. What does military action mean? He says, well, military action, military action could mean that we stand off with our ships in the Black Sea and we rain destruction on Russian military capability. It could mean it could mean that we participate, and I would not rule that out. I would not rule out American troops on the ground. He added, we don't rule out first-use nuclear action. We don't think it will happen, but there's certain things in negotiations. If you're going to be tough, you don't take off the table. And so I think the president should say that everything is on the table. Do you know, Steve, um, the current power uh, – uh, uh, how, how, how do I ask this question? Um, the, web, the nuclear bombs we used in World War II – do you know how many times stronger oh, a modern a nuclear, uh, an ICBM close. is? 1,250 yeah. times more powerful. Yeah. A multiple independently targeting re-entry vehicle, a MIRV, can drop 12 payloads from yeah. one ICBM. It is laughable yeah. how insane that destruction yeah. would be from one. How many does Russia have? They got what, like 50,000? Yeah. The U.S. has what, 25? This is the type of loose talk. There's one thing about negotiate and leverage. This is the type of, when you actually put on the table a first strike, <laughs> over Ukraine, this country is going to go to war over Eastern Ukraine. Yeah, what is this Russia? Is, this what is, is what this is what we're going to do in a killing field in World War Two. What fifteen million died on the way when the Nazis went through, and twelve million died on the way back. Right, and, and they were fighting for each side. You couldn't tell who was fighting for whom. No, this is th- think about it for a second. If people had a belly full of Iraq and Afghanistan in 20 years in, in the great deplorable sons and daughters who fought there, and my daughter was uh, after West Point, went to Iraq, she deployed to Iraq, and I can tell you as a parent, you, you know how little power you have in life when you're praying every night that they just come home in one piece. It, it, think about it for a second. Just after extracting ourselves from there because the American people said no more. Told the elites, we're, we're, you know, and he did a terrible job of getting out, but we got to get out of this thing, and President Trump wanted to do it from day one. To know that they could be having a conversation on a guy at a high level in the Senate that's been briefed, a Republican, and you can put on the table combat troops and first strike nuclear? What are we talking about? Yeah. 
That's absolutely insane. And before the show started, mm-hmm. when we were talking about Ukraine, I compared it to uh, Europe's own kind of Afghanistan. There is no winning or losing in, in Ukraine. It's only death, especially when you look at the larger history of what happened there. And today, the Ukrainian government had a military parade. The Ukrainian defense minister said that this is going to lead to a bloody massacre. He's warning Europe about 5 million refugees, and he's not wrong. Russia is making a very strong stance here. They're saying that they want a legal guarantee that Ukraine will never join NATO or become a base for weapons that can target Russia. And they are saying very strongly that they will guarantee this themselves if they have to. They don't want to. There was a two-hour call between Biden and Putin, whose, of course, relationships are very tethered, especially after uh, Biden started attacking him publicly. But there's also plans for future talks, luckily. Luckily, we're still in the phase of diplomacy, and we need more of that. Far far be it from me to go back to Hunter Biden. Hmm. But it shouldn't be lost on people that Biden's you know, gig with Burisma, that whole nightmare, right, oh, was yeah. the Russian thing. These guys have been skimming money off the crooks in Ukraine for decades, okay? The Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, they've been out there with their handout with these guys. You can't trust any of them. A pox on all their houses, and the American people cannot be sucked in to what Brussels. Brussels has been forcing this. Raheem Kassam's done some incredible reporting. He was there back in 15, I think, when they had the, the color revolution, or t- 13, when they had the color I was, revolution. I was there as well. I was yeah, at, I okay. was, I you, was you, Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so my point is, you've been there. Yeah. Why are we in 2021 with all the problems we had, and we Eight just years. extracted ourselves out of here, that now we're talking about an active deployment? When we got our hands full, note to the Biden administration in that pencil neck, Jay Sullivan, mm-hmm. you got enough problems. Show me you have a plan in the South China Sea and around Taiwan, because if we lose Taiwan, you're not going to get a Ford F-150 for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I just want to, I want to pull this up from Wikipedia. Roger Wicker is on the Senate Committee on Armed Services. The so this, this, this that's is, the biggest of the big. That's the Armed Services Committee, right? Because yeah, you have the Pascagoula Naval Base, you know, Stennett and all those guys. Well, I think that's important been. to point out. This it's is big time. He's not is, some guy wandering around. This guy's briefed to get the highest security clearances. He got briefed on that. He said right. they are actively running models. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but I'm saying when you look at the spectrum of things. That nothing should be off the table. Guys in the Pentagon in the national security apparatus are running scenarios. He said it. Scenarios where you're going to have a first strike tactical Jeez. nuke and you're going to have American combat troops. Hmm. Is this, are the Russians, do they want the U- Ukraine for them to annex it or something? Well, I know he annexed Crimea or they. Ukraine to? was very close to Russia with its sphere of, sphere of influence. They'd, and actually, say was a lot of, they'd actually say yeah. the eastern Ukraine, they, they would actually argue it's part of Russia. Doesn't Ukraine right. just mean borderlands? Yes. That's, that's what I was told yes. when I was in Ukraine. It yes. means borderlands. That's what they called it, the Ukraine. Yes. Now the yes. people of Ukraine say drop the the and just call it Ukraine because we're a country. Mm. Yeah. They and, changed the spelling of Kiev too. And then there was a lot of uh, U.S. intervention and a lot of nonprofits that got involved in Ukraine. And there was a revolution that was orchestrated and that, of course, turned Ukraine from being corrupted by Russia to being corrupted by the European and NATO side. And now there's still corruption in Ukraine because the revolution was all based 
based on corruption. That corruption has still continued to this day, and some people would argue was even made worse by this larger transition, quote, revolution, as some just, people just, are just calling it. Biden just kowtowed. Look, he had the four-hour meeting with, with Xi. Beforehand, he said, you know, in, on the stage, he said, oh, we're going we're gonna to defend Taiwan. He had the four-hour meeting, never mentioned the Wuhan. You look at the two readouts. You look at the Beijing readout. You look at the U.S. readout. Not one mention in four hours of the Wuhan lab or the CCP virus. Not one second of mention. He kowtowed. They, and he came out of there and said, oh, we're a firm believer in the one China policy. The Taiwan's a, a, a region of, uh, of, of China and eventually will be, be united. We believe in the, we have the one China policy. He kowtowed. He's gutless in China. And now he's trying to show his commander in chief bravado in, in, against Russia in the Ukraine. This is another it's a, it's, disaster. It's, it's, somewhat, it's, it's that insecure bully on the playground who's like, I'm going to prove I'm tough by picking on the little kid. Hmm. Where's Corn Pop when we need him? Yeah. <laughs> Where's it's corn funny. Pop? I mean, look, Obama called, uh, called Russia a regional power. Remember that? Yeah. Well, they, uh, they, they were a regional power. That's what they are. But, you know, they aspire was, to be a world power like they used to be, but they're not. Because so they're was, but, Did I mention that the, the economy is the size of New York State but, but, and they're right, in a right, demographic right. death spiral? But when Obama said this, it was seen as a slight. Yes. You know, he was disparaging uh, yes. Putin because he knew Putin wanted to bring back the Soviet Union, that power, and he yes. couldn't. And he was, you know, he was basically being like, look at us with the big dogs and you're just a regional power. Russia should be our ally in breaking up this this uh, this Iran Pakistan uh, Turkey uh, run by the CCP trying to consolidate uh, the uh, the Eurasian landmass. They should be an ally. We have forced them, right? And like I said, they're not good guys. Don't they're not good guys. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they could have been the enemy of our enemy, which is the Chinese Communist Party. I don't I don't I don't like that you know that, that idea. But I do I, I do think it's fair to say the enemy of uh, the enemy of my enemy can certainly work out a, work out an agreement with me in dealing with our mutual. Enemy. How do we win yeah. world? We won World War Two with Joseph Stalin. If we hadn't right. had, if we hadn't had this the Russians to take twenty five million combat casualties, we would have never defeated Hitler and Mussolini. Yeah. The time we it took to 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 uh, to destroy him. Remember, just for your audience, today's the eightieth commemoration of Pearl Harbor. Franklin Roosevelt went, I think, tomorrow, technically, and declared war, the date that lives in infamy, declared war tomorrow, 80 years ago, on the, on the Empire of Japan. He did not declare war on Nazi Germany or the, the Italian fascists. Hitler declared war on us the next day. Yeah, because he had a secret treaty and he thought we were weak. He thought we were all talk and no action. Meanwhile, so, we were building nuclear weapons and sending lots of money and weapons to the British. But Lots. they were, they were they were also working on nukes too, weren't they? We just beat them to it. I mean, they they were developing rocket. They're very, very close. That's why yeah. they had the heavy water in Norway. Yeah, they, that's they, why they a lot of, and, and, and the Germans. That's why after the war, that's after well. the war, we took a lot of their scientists <laughs> and the Russians did as well. Yeah, so yeah, the Russians yeah. took their yeah. scientists. I believe and they experimenters. They veered away from nuclear research into the VR two yeah. rocket yes. research so that they could start hitting the England. Missile. Yes, and then because of that, they didn't get the nukes in time. Wow, bad decision. But they would have. Yeah, because the Blitzkrieg was that the Zeppelins over over London was that what it was? Yes. So if they but, had if they had gravity bombs and if they focused on gravity bomb research instead of uh, cruise missiles, they would have wiped out. And like you tell Senator Wicker, the last time, the first and only time tactical nukes were were ever used is in is it after the end of a three and a half year one of the bloodiest wars ever had in the Pacific, right? Because the Japanese the, the, would not surrender. The kids and, and that, yet he's he's sitting there with the Pentagon. Think about it. They are running scenarios tonight as we talk. About putting combat, inserting combat. I'm not going to say they're doing it, but they're thinking about it. They're not taking it off the table. So they're thinking now in modeling combat troops to join NATO in this EU army. 
right? This EU military thing that the, the French are trying to put together in the Ukraine, and they're modeling tactical nuclear strikes. I did a lot of research on modern nuclear weapons for this segment I was actually doing with Discovery, uh, like, you know, this Discovery Networks. And uh, I got to say, like, it, it was shocking how little people who are uh, like millennials, for instance, understand the rapid technological advancement in nuclear weapons capability. The, the, the difference, and I will say this again, between what we used in World War II, that was a gravity bomb. What that means is it was a big bomb. We dropped it out of a plane. Since then, we've created intercontinental ballistic missiles, multiple independently targeted reentry vehicles carrying 12 warheads with 1,250 times the explosive power. And you know what else I learned? Did you know the radiation is on purpose? Yes. The, the, when, when a nuclear bomb goes off and it irradiates an area, that's intentional. Yes. There's actually Russian nuclear bombs that do not irradiate areas. And the U.S. has similar ones, too. I was When we were doing this research, we looked at the simulation of which kind of weapon used by which country, what would the level of devastation be, the initial incendiary wave, the, the, the sonic, the, the, the shock wave, and the radioactive uh, area. And, in, and And what they do is, I think the New York Times did this, it was over Manhattan. What would happen to Manhattan? And you would pick like, I'll use the, you know, the Russian whatever missile. And it shows a wave of fire. Just incendiary wipes out from, from, from river to river in New York. But there's also lower uh, kiloton bombs that heavily irradiate the area. The, when we talk about nukes, people need to understand this. A nuclear strike on Russia could mean a lot of things. It could mean destroying that area for hundreds of years. And, and it's not just nuclear weapons that we have to worry about since, of course, Vladimir Putin even hinted at uh, biological weapons, yes. natural disaster weapons, and also artificial intelligence weapons. As, of course, Vladimir Putin on the world stage a couple years ago came out and said artificial intelligence is going to be a lot more powerful and lethal than nuclear weapons himself. He also said that the country that leads the world in the development of artificial intelligence will be the ruler of the world. So these are the types of situations that we're dealing with that is even far more complex than nuclear weapons, which on the base level, are we're just beginning to I'm see no Eric Sch- I'm no Eric Schmidt fan, but the, the paper they put up for the Defense Department a year ago, and it came out with this book with Kissinger recently, but the, the paper... They came up with a year ago, said the exact same thing, said that there's an arms race now on, on AI and AI oh, yeah. will be, AI will be the future. There's already all types of weapons that you can that, see the future. If you have a smart enough artificial intelligence that can calculate probabilities and yeah. variables in, in the proper yeah. way, looking at all the data from social media, they can, they can predict things. I would imagine it would be able to control drones, turn them around, drop bombs on their other targets, missiles, let, shut let, up let, water. One, let's, I want to talk about biological weapons. Look, what came out of Wuhan, we know, was part of the PLA's, CCP's biological weapons program. Okay? That was being researched at the time. So you, you could have all types of biological weapons. The, the, Ukraine is a scab you don't want to pick. Okay? Because there's going to be a lot of pus coming out of there. I want... I want to point out an easy way for people to understand the power of artificial intelligence. Take a look at what they're talking about with self-driving cars. You know, I've got a Tesla. I could sit down in it. You you pull the thing down twice. The car drives itself. Now what they're talking about is we're not going to need like, you know, the road signs we have and all these things. We don't need them. You're not going to need any road signs because the cars talk to each other. So when two cars are coming at each other, you don't need it. You don't need lanes. The cars just know how far apart to be. And once all cars are smart, Look at what they can do and predict and how they can move around. Now think about the weaponization capabilities of that. 
You will, they will be able to use social media data, communications technology to predict exactly where someone will be. We've long joked, and I know this is, this is meant to be silly, that Facebook knows when you poop. Yeah. They literally do. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. They, there was an article talking about how Facebook can predict based on how long you've been sitting in one place, when the last time you, you got food was, that they know when you will go to the bathroom and they predict that. Now imagine you've got a military general. Oh, they can predict when you poop. They can also predict where you'll be, when you'll be there. They can effectively see the future. And then they can just say, drop a hellfire missile. And you know what? We got an 87% chance of him actually being there. That's going to be the future of AI warfare. It will be terrifying. Mm. Or just get uh, people's DNA, and then you know what they're predispositioned to get injured from or allergic to or affected by. And this is one reason why the Chinese have been doing their damnest to get yes. as many COVID tests as they can yes. back to China so they could uh, harvest the DNA of all the Americans. And there's also other crazy incidences. Where, what's, the oh, what's the source on that? There, there's, uh, this I, is the I, FBI, I according to the L.A. County Sheriff, who came out and said that he's not going to be participating with the COVID test because they're with, linked with, with the to company. a company that's yep. connected to China that is data harvesting and taking people's okay, DNA. Okay. But that's we have the part. source. We have yeah. the source. Uh, just keep talking. Like I got, I got a gajillion yeah. other things to say. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, I feel like Emperor Palpatine. It's just, just, like just, just real quick. Me. I want to be very it's careful release. because when we yeah. say things that, you know, got to back up. Yes. There's yeah. going to be a lot Particularly of people. Particularly in this course. area. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, when people listen to this on iTunes or whatever, they're going to be like, what? NPR. Yes. February 24th, 2021, China wants your data and may already have it. This is talking about COVID. And they, t they said that, okay, as COVID cases begin to rise, a Chinese company contacted several U.S. states and offered to set up testing labs. As a byproduct, the Chinese firm Beijing Genomics Institute would likely gain access to the DNA of those tested. <laughs> February 24, 2021, from all things considered, NPR. Yep. This is as mainstream corporate press as you get. China is getting your DNA. Yes, and when they get your DNA, they could game the big pharma market, but also in the in the kind of levels of uh, dirty bombs or biological weapons, they could lead the, the world in setting off something on the world that can only affect a specific amount of populations with a specific gene sequencing. So the level of warfare that we're dealing with, I would say we are already at war, but information fifth generational warfare is a lot more powerful than bullets. And Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know about this or not. There was also a lot of crazy incidences reported with American ships, uh, nuclear uh, ships literally just being turned off and a lot of the people not knowing what was going on. A you mean lot by the, cyber attacks? Yes. yes. Not just cyber attacks, yeah. but also just in the water and then something flies over and then and yes. then the the military ships are just turned off and they can't uh turn on there's also some theories about aliens intervening and stopping nuclear warfare so there's a lot of different things out there i'm just interested in what you I, heard about uh, it personally real, real yourself quick, being inside of the white house real quick on that we had we had those stories about those lights those weird drones yeah. or whatever following the, the battleships it's very likely these are just uh, this is just technology that exists yeah, that can EMP disable technology. or whatever who knows what it is we don't, we don't need specific technology exists that can disable our what's weapons. your clearance <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, Steve, something practical something practical i think you're gonna see polling that's going to come out i think there's people are going to get in to start polling and if biden thinks his numbers are low now 
Wait to wait to they start polling people on. Do you support going sending in combat troops to the Ukraine? People are going, where's the Ukraine? Where is that again? Mm-hmm. This is this is the uniparty. This is the elites that rule us so far ahead of the American people. Because you know what, Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's kids aren't going to be there. Wicker's kids are not going to be there. Okay, this is once again the deplorables that are going to get deployed to a part of the world we've got no business in. Okay? I, 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 th- I think it's fair to say mostly it will be the deplorables' children. 100%. But, yeah. but, it, but, but I will say, I want to stress, there's going to be a lot of regular, poor, working-class families who are going to suffer from this. It's not just the deplorables. Well, we deplorables are them. poor, working-class families. That's why I say. We should start deplorable. calling them the deployables. No, no, no. But look, look, look. That. The deplorables was, was, was used as a reference to, like, you know, the people who are supporting the populist movement, Trump specifically. But there's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, 100%. politically uninitiated, regular Americans who working class Americans and the poor and the, the sons and daughters of the poor. That's just going to get so they don't care. Remember, you said they don't care. No, no, no. They, they no, want no, no, and no. encourage it. No, the elites don't care. No, no, what, I, yes. what, what, what I mean is I would actually take it one step further and say the elites want and encourage the poor to be shipped off to go fight mm. bloody yes, wars. 100%. It's not that they don't care. It's that they revel yeah. in it. Yeah. They're they, glad it's happening. That's why people have to stand up and say no more. No mas. This there, is This is absurd. You think there's an intentional – they want the Americans and the Russians to fight so that the Chinese take – like uh currency control basically you think this is the davos plan? i think the davos have a have this a hatred because remember uh the soviet union and a lot of these cultural marxists and people that are associated with these things still uh w- would love the soviet union to be around they hate putin because he's a nationalist uh right he he's he's very traditional okay it's a lot of reasons they sell salvini and a lot of people Le Pen and the people in europe you know like him because he's more or or, or uh, find he, they have an affinity to him because of his uh, his nationalist tendencies. It's one of the reasons the Uniparty hates him. And like I said, they're bad guys. They're all from the KGB. They're all oligarchs. It's completely a corrupt system, right? Uh, it's a country in a demographic death spiral. Econ- economy the size of New York doesn't make anything technologically that the world wants, but it's got some of the best hackers in the world. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and so, and by the way, tons of nuclear weapons, very sophisticated on defense. Syri- Syrian hackers were actually based in Moscow. When the Soviet Union split, did all the nukes go to Russia or most of them go to Russia? Or did they go all over the place? To the all only ones so- I think that didn't go to Russia were the ones in Kazakhstan. I think the guy that, that the rule of Kazakhstan is the only guy that, that, that really, you know, turned them into plowshares, right? Wow. The rest of the rest of them all went back to the, uh, to, to, to basically Russia. They don't think anybody else got rid of him except the guy in Kazakhstan. But look, the KGB guys are dangerous. But the Uniparty hates Putin. But that's one of the reasons Putin is uh, is, like is, bu- is budding up to the CCP. Now they've got that unified thing. They've got and look, we're hitting three geopolitical crises at the same time. You have the South China Sea in in, in Taiwan. Actually, you have the Northwest Frontier in India. You've got this nuclear deal with the Iranians that that, that is totally coming unwound. And now you've got the Ukraine. And all these are, we're forcing this, we're forcing these except for what we should be forcing, which is Taiwan in the South China Sea. And we gotta, we gotta, that, that's, that's, we gotta take a stand in Taiwan. If we lose Taiwan, what's Silicon Valley West? What's the Northwest frontier in India? That, that's, that's up in Afghanistan. That's where Pakistan. Yeah. In the Himalayan India, mountains. Himalayan, already the, the, the Chinese. The Indians have been, and Chinese have, have been, been fighting each other. For about two years. Yeah. And by the way, I think they're kind of on, I think I, what I hear is that the Indian army is a much higher alert. Up there than they're letting on. That's been a, that's a friction point. And think about it. The CCP has come down and surrounded India down in Burma, right? Or Miramar yeah, with yeah. that revolt there. So they're trying to isolate India. India is the key that picks the lock 
in our Indo-Pacific well, what, what, strategy. What happens come, you know, Trump, do you think Trump's running again? I know he's running again. He's going to win again. So, so Trump's he's, running. He's, he's going to win the presidency for the third time. Can I say that on YouTube? Uh, he's going to win the presidency. <laughs> he's going to win the presidency for the third time in 2024. Well, Trump is not the president. Joe Biden <laughs> is the president. An illegitimate president. And if Donald Trump runs again, do you think India comes on, on you know, comes in and works in the mind? We know that Modi yes. and Trump were good friends. Yes. And, and they're both nationalists. And I think that, that yes, Modi and uh, Trump, the biggest event Trump's ever had in the country was Howdy Modi down, I think it was in Houston, 50,000 people. Yeah. Right. I mean, Modi, Modi and Trump are very close. And not just that, we're closely aligned. Right. They, they He understands that Trump is the one one person who's ever stood up to to to. to to uh, to the Chinese Communist Party, Trump is running in 2024. I, Trump yeah. is going to win in 2024. But, but I think I, yeah. I, I, I enough I, of your audience heads blown up. I, you, well, well, <laughs> as soon as you bring up the election stuff, we are completely obligated to address it. Okay, we absolutely have okay. to. We'll be deleted off YouTube in two seconds because of what, because of that conversation. And so, uh, what I'll say is, I it, it, it's frustrating for me the the level of optimism that I, you know I don't want to tell people not to be optimistic, but. In 2020, and, and we talked about this in the member segment uh, last time you were here, when I when my skateboarder friends who, who work on minimum wage and can't tell you the name of not even one Supreme Court justice, let alone define what it is, are, post, are making TikTok videos of them voting by mail. And then I'm going back to like my friends and all of yep. them are like fervently supporting Joe Biden. Today, some of these people have left the country. Wow! So it's, I just it's, hold on, hold on. the 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 crew, the uh, skateboard crew. And some I, of those I, guys? I I know a couple people who have already left the country, and it's not necessarily because they were like, "Oh no, Biden's so bad." It's more like, "Wow, like um, this is not a fun place to live. I need to find something better." And I don't think they correlate their actions in supporting Joe Biden in 2020 with what's happening now. So I will just stress, in my experience, you know, we had. Um, uh, I know you and I disagree with this. I want to say, tell YouTube. That Tim is adamant that Joe Biden won. Mm-hmm. He's been adamant that Joe Biden. And so oh, well, it's a, a deeply held belief of yours. It's it's look. I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers to everything, but I will say that when we've had our conversations with people like uh, like Matt Brainerd several times, uh, there's 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 always been a, here's what we think, not here's what we know. And so my attitude is, what Republicans have done poorly is ground game. And I'll tell you, I think one of the one of the biggest impacts on the 20, uh, 20, 2020 election was universal mail-in voting, not because of any kind of fraud. I certainly think like what Bill Barr said, yeah, there's fraud. You know, we don't think there's that, you know, is there enough? And I've not had anybody come to me. You know, you've got wild, wild and crazy accusations from people like Lindell and, 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 uh, and Sidney Powell. But when it comes to the more like, you know, we want to do a forensic audit. Nothing definitive has come out to the point where it's been laid out. But I, but I will say this. I want, I want to, to keep the, you on YouTube. Let's have that conversation in your in your in your silent uh, behind the wall chat or some other time because I can walk but through I, from Wisconsin to Georgia to to, to we'll Maricopa to Maricopa County not to it tonight but, but, but we'll do I get Navarro and we'll walk you through the whole thing chapter and, we, and verse we did yeah. have we had Navarro here too yeah and, he, and definitely he loved we should it. we should do a big conversation yeah. but I will say this one thing to consider absolutely um, first I have my anecdotal evidence being someone from Chicago and knowing tons of people who uh, were just the 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 they they couldn't tell you what Supreme Court justice meant. They're like, I don't know what that is. And I'd be like, okay, well, let me, like, seriously, they don't. Yeah. These are, yeah. these are minimum wage workers. They skateboard. They don't understand or want to understand. But I'm, I'm watching these people post videos. One guy filmed himself in first person with his mail in ballot to go to, and I'm like, these people were absolutely, they were locked down for a year. The only thing they ever heard was orange man bad over and over again. And everything that you're suffering from is his fault. Here's what I think happens. When you have a dense urban population, 
like New York City, where you've got these big buildings with, you know, a thousand people living it. You can get two Democrat activists to go door to door and say, see that mail-in ballot, sign it, fill it out, I'll wait. But when you're talking about Republican voters in suburbs... Or I'll just take that mail-in ballot and I'll fill it out for you. Perhaps. But Republicans can't do that. You're in a suburb, you're going to go drive door to door. The amount of houses that a Republican on ground game could get to to advocate for universal mail-in voting is substantially lower, substantially orders of magnitude lower, dense urban populations where you don't need to walk more than 20 feet to knock on the next family's door, whereas in rural areas, you might have to drive maybe like two or three blocks to get to the next house. That is the level of ground game that I think needs to be focused on. When they come out and they say the shadow campaign and here's what we did, I think it's very important you pay attention to that. And keep that in mind moving into the next election. And I agree with Mike Cernovich, too. When Trump came out and started talking about all this fraud, it was effectively voter suppression because they convinced people not to go out and vote. So I've got, I look at this two ways. We've had multiple people on talk about this. I have not been convinced. And we and and then we've also seen the detriment to other to, to future elections because of the narrative that there's no point. And I think that is something we need to avoid. So that's why I'm kind of like, let's just tell that's, people. That's that's why you got. That's why you got to get to the bottom of three November. You get to the bottom of three November. You saw this in 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 Virginia. We had ninety five percent. See, this is the false narrative of the left. Today they're all on you know MSNBC all day. They got the long faces because why? We're getting people to take over school boards. We're getting people to sign up to be precinct committeemen. We're getting people to take over election boards and to take over the the, the county clerkships, either volunteer or by voting. But you know, Democrat, all democracy, all all small d Democrat. And they can't, they can't stand it. They have every, they have every branch of government. They have the media. They have high culture, low culture, middle culture, pop culture, universities, all of it. And they're freaked out because the American people now are stepping up and doing this. In Virginia, we had 95% participation in, as election officials and by poll watchers, 95%. In 2020, 33%. The last gubernatorial race, 27%. The Republicans are not going to allow ever again, not with new laws. We don't need new laws, but to get to the bottom of November 3rd and to make sure that never happens to us again. Okay? Or, you're or, saying or this. I, I say it this way. Remember, last last November, in November 2020, we had sweeping victories across the country. Yeah. Villages in Connecticut. Miami. Miami. We had, we had, we had uh, Long Island. The villages of Connecticut. You had the you had the county prosecutor, the city prosecutor in Seattle. I we, I think we should definitely do a much longer issue because I don't want to I don't want to detract yeah. from the news we're talking about. But right. I do have to say, okay. when you see the suburban housewives voting Republican in Virginia, what was it like a a thirty point swing? Swing. They don't like Trump, man. I I, I think it's. You see this victory for the Republican in Virginia when it's not Trump, but it's 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 a lot of the same. But policies. this is also the orange man bad thing. I think it's over. The other thing is people. They, I think they can live with mean tweets now. Okay, I, because I agree. that's what the twenty six percent right track wrong track with a two hand the right track with a two handle in front of it. It's unheard of. Yeah. Nixon when he when Nixon walked across the lawn and took the helicopter out of there, I think it was two thirty. I think it was still thirty three or thirty five percent approval. He wasn't let's, in the twenties. Let's, let's people are seeing. Recklessness, they're seeing uh, incompetence, and most importantly, they're seeing that they don't they don't respect us. You've seen everything that happened on Capitol Hill. Look at this thing with Ukraine. All of a sudden, Ukraine comes out of nowhere, and in 24 hours, we're talking about maybe tactical nuclear weapons. Right? Let, There's no respect for the American people to sit there and say, "Hey, here's our plan. Here's our policies. Here's what we're trying to accomplish." Here, let's let's do this. Yeah. Uh, so we we. 
I think we disagree on on only some, but I want to have a conversation with you. We'll do this in the in the member segment where you can walk us through. Well, not until tonight. I tell you, I'll get. I want to get Navarro and take time on your member section. We'll walk through. We'll bring the we'll bring the charts of the state. I think it's something you guys see graphically, yeah. but and actually go through the details in Wisconsin and other things, and people can understand what we say about. Well, I want, I want to talk about another really big factor yeah. in what's going on today and what also went down in 2020, and that's media collusion because we have this tweet from Oliver Darcy. Uh, um, look, hey man, shout out to Oliver Darcy for actually putting this out here. He said, some news in reliable sources. Senior White House and admin officials have been holding briefings with major newsrooms over the past week as they try to reshape economic coverage. The White House, not happy with the news as media coverage of the supply chain and economy, has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in its favor. Senior White House and admin officials, including NEC Deputy Directors David Kamen and Bharat Rama, uh, Rama Murthy, along with Ports Envoy John Porcari, have been briefing major newsrooms over the past week, a source tells me. The officials have been discussing with newsroom trends pertaining to job creation, economic growth, supply chains, and more. The basic argument that has been made. The country's economy is in much better shape than it was last year. I'm told the conversations have been productive, with anchors and reporters and producers getting to talk with officials. To put it simply, they're having secret meetings behind your back because they want the press to change the narrative on the garbage economy and your suffering. This is what they did with uh, Afghanistan. He wanted the Afghani president to tell everyone things were going just just fine. White houses do White houses do background briefings to people to make sure they can understand the complexities of of issues, right? And, and help the media be smart and when they address it. That is not what this is. This is the fact that they have now spent how many trillions of dollars uh, uh, on bills that they've passed to juice this economy, and it's dead. If you take the printing machine away from these clowns, this economy is going to implode, and they know it. Okay, that's why they're up there today with the with Mitch McConnell and the Republicans doing a gimmick to get relief on the debt ceiling. Okay, now what Darcy's outing them on is that they're in back now because they got to have the media work with them to sell it to the American people. Remember, you're, they're talking on the talk shows all week. The media is not, or Saki said, the media is not doing, you're not doing a good job of selling our program. Yeah. Yep. Now they need a media partner to sell it. Okay, because every time you see anything with metrics like the jobs report last week, which was what, less than half of what the jobs report, and people got to remember, this is with a massive infusion of cash. They say it's, oh, different than last year. Yeah, you've had another, what, $3 trillion. Another, what, two and a half or $3 trillion has been juiced into the system. Okay? And yes, it's a lot worse than last year. Have you seen this before? I can't. I don't the, have my glasses the, the M1 money supply? Oh, yeah, 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 right there. I love it. I love it. Right around the start of the uh, the pandemic, they, they yep. instituted a change in reporting where they said your savings accounts are now basically checking accounts, which causes the money supply to explode by... By several hundred percent, but what they and they and they try and argue. They they always say to me, Tim, you don't understand that huge spike is just a change in reporting because savings are are now and okay. Well, look at since then, look at this this spike. We went from what do we got here, sixteen thousand five hundred and eighty three, and that's in what billions? I think it is billions of dollars, and now it's at twenty thousand billions of dollars in the span of what do we got? We got from June twenty twenty. Till October of 2021, we have jumped four thousand billion dollars in the money supply. The, this that is, is the, this massive. This is fiat money. This is the reason they have forced you. I tell people, it's it's you, right now. Every and I'm not telling you to buy gold and silver or platinum, and I'm not telling you to buy crypto. But here's what I am telling you: you on your own have better get smart on your own. Sit there, do your study, talk to people because they're forcing you. 
They're destroying the U.S. dollar in front of our eyes, and they're destroying it for generations to come. If they get this spending done, the $7 trillion programmatically that you can't take back, every person in this audience under 45 years old, you better start to look for another store of value than the U.S. dollar. You either got to look at precious metals or you got to have to look at crypto yeah. because they've destroyed. It's there. This is the machine. It, the machine right now is out of control. Yeah, and it, you can see, look, let's, let's be, let's talk facts. Look at this gimmick. Tonight, the one piece of leverage the deplorables have is the debt ceiling, right? They got to come to you and get 60 votes to kind of push the debt ceiling that they've got, you've got them by the short and curlies. And so tonight, as we sit here, they've got a gimmick up there to do it with 51 votes. So they, they increase it and the Republicans don't, not, don't have to take any hits for it. It could go on. They need, and remember, they can't sell enough bonds to the, to the Japanese and to the Chinese or to the insurance companies, right? They can't raise taxes. Taxes, all revenues to the government is around three, three and a half trillion dollars, right? They need that huge gap, which is a trillion and a half dollars a year in perpetuity, plus all these other crazy programs that are half baked and they haven't thought through. That comes from printing money. Okay, and that is when people think it's free. It's not free. It's the full faith and credit of the United States of America. That would be this audience. Okay, that is on your shoulders. Okay, and and that is what's going to destroy us. It's out of control, and the Uniparty takes care of themselves. That's why you have Wicker up there saying, "Yeah, we're thinking about combat troops and tactical nuclear weapons." The Uniparty, the Party of Davos, the Wall Street, the global woke corporations, and the guys they paid. In, in Washington, D.C. What do you think happens to property value? Well, I think right now, that's why I think, look, with zero interest rates, this is the scam. They have interest rates artificially low, near zero. The assets are, are increased. That's why you had the concentration coming off of the, uh, the, the crash in 2008, the greatest concentration of wealth, because what they did, they took the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve from $880 million to $4.5 trillion, infused it with liquidity, the system with liquidity, assets expire, uh, blow up. Trump called in 2012, best time to buy stocks or real estate. It's coming right now. The so, same thing's happened. This is why we've had this greatest concentration well, of wealth ever for, and the, and the, the, since, since the CCP virus. And it's going to continue. The, for the, as soon as they stop, as soon as they cut the machine off, the stock market will collapse. So for the average person who's listening, they got a mortgage on their house, you know, 35-year mortgage or 30-year mortgage or whatever. What does this mean to them and their and their mortgage? Well, the thir- if the thirty-five year mortgage has been done recently, first off, get as long-term mortgage you can get as cheap as you can get now. Why, why rates are where they are? Because remember, by and large, outside of your house, which I realize is ninety percent of your net worth, negative interest rates, low interest rates, is an unfair tax on working class people. Your checking account, your savings account, you get no juice in it. There's no way for you to no way for you to to, to accumulate any capital. You're continually on the treadmill. While the Larry Fink's of the world, why do you think they're going around saying, hey, you don't, you're not going to own anything. You don't need to own anything. We'll own it. Larry Fink's going around. They're buying up all the apartment complexes, buying up all the houses to rent it back to you. So on your income, you pay for it, and they get the they get the increase in the asset yeah. value. You'll have no privacy. You will own nothing, and you'll be happier yeah. more than ever. That's their policy that they've been pushing. And since the beginning of COVID, I always said the thing that's going to hurt people the most is not this virus, but the economic consequences of these larger moves that are being made. Because it's not only the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. It's not only hyper-printing the Federal Reserve just giving their friends all of their money in in, in the head on Wall Street, but it's also the destruction of the global supply chain and the global economy, which is being eviscerated right now, right in front of our eyes. And there's no fixing it, and it's only going to get way worse the before it gets any better. The two greatest Real concentrations quick. of wealth in mankind's history was the was the result of the solution for the financial collapse brought on by Wall Street and 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 their guys in Washington D.C. in 2008. 
right? The solutions for that and what happened with the CCP virus. Those are the two greatest concentrations of wealth. Now you have a a 1% that what owns 40 or 50% of the country. Here's the thing. If we don't start to restructure this and to get more capitalist into America, and that means every person's a capitalist, every person gets a piece of the action, this system as we have it now will not survive. It cannot survive because the only way it survives is they got to keep printing money and they're about at the end of that. I just need to point out because you can't see it on the camera or those who are just listening that every time Luke starts talking and getting into it, Steve just starts pointing at him like <laughs> not this, my yes, this, yes. Is my an- this is my anarchist. This is my anarchist. Welcome to the light side, Steve. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna enlighten you about government not Sith, being involved the, in our the business. Sith Lord, the Sith Lord, <laughs> the Sith Lord appreciates that. Let's talk about uh well well um I guess I guess on on this issue what one thing that's always hard for me to answer and that's why I asked about houses is you know what regular people have to be worried about I think the obvious thing is the price of your groceries you know so I've gone to um you know I was at the grocery store recently and I asked the lady who's doing checkout how have prices been and she's telling me it's it's insane it's mm, crazy it is, yeah. we've got you know I hear from more and more people uh talking about how they go to the store and they're they can't they can't afford it so anymore bad. so this is what happens You've got people in these big cities who vote in someone like Joe Biden because the media colludes to 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 prop up a narrative, to protect him, to do whatever. Then they don't know what's going on. They're ill-informed. For me, I'll tell you what I want. I want regular people to have their own agency and their own power. I want them to know as much as possible so they make the right decisions so I don't got to worry about it. You know, it's frustrating. You know, I'm, I'm driving down the street and I see a guy and he's, you know, he's pushing a wheelbow, uh, a wheelbarrow, but he's backwards. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, that's frustrating to me. Guy, spin it around. Grab it by the handlebars. You'll, your life will be a whole lot easier. Then I don't got to worry about you screwing something up for everybody else. But what's happening with the media, the things that Oliver Darcy points out, is that regular people are confused and wrong. They thought Trump was the problem. Joe Biden, the Biden administration, the remnants of Obama 3.2.0 or whatever, that is the problem. It was the problem. I recognized it then, yep. and we're seeing it now. I want to take this inflation thing. Let's, let's use this as an object lesson on their smugness and arrogance, and I want to tie it back to what he just said. Mm. We now have a – remember, when guys like Peter Navarro and Steve Cortez on the war room every day – and we're the first ones to call the pandemic back in, in January 2020 mm. when we the show. Those guys came on. On the day that Biden took office, I said, hey, we're, you look at this guy's policies. We're going to be heading into 1970s stagflation, which is slow growth and inflation. They're the first guys to start talking about. And, 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 and uh, Cortez is a guy in the pits, is a trader. And, and uh, Navarro is a Ph.D. from Harvard's economics department, top in the country, right? And I know guys laugh at him, but he, he's a he's damn good economist. They said this is not going to be transitory because now you have the double whammy. They've juiced the system. And they even sit there. Larry Summers, the guy said, we should have never done that interim. We should have never done that last uh, $1.9 trillion that we did, that, that Biden and those guys passed in the spring. We shouldn't have done that. So now you have the worst of both worlds. You have what is called uh, demand pull, right, and cost push because of the broken supply chains. And the structural problems that Navarro says never been dealt with from the CCP virus and particularly because in China. So now you have a double whammy that's not transitory. It's baked in. It's six, eight, ten percent, right? And that, think about it: with wages increasing just at two to three percent, and inflation at six to eight percent, that's a five to six percent absolute tax on working class yep. people. They're getting eviscerated right now. And 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 Ron Claim, the chief of staff of the White House, ninety days ago said these are high class problems, <laughs> right? Yep. These are high class problems, right? We that's, saw that from the progressive left. It said the same thing. Yeah. CNN said inflation is good for well, they poor try people to sell this. and great for rich people. The, but, okay, and bad for rich people. Let's yeah. go to Darcy's thing. This yep. that article right there is brilliant. Brought that up. 
That is the single best example from Oliver Darcy's own network. If you look at that article, it's a joke. They came out the other day and said, hey, what nobody's getting here in the messaging is that inflation is actually good for the poor and bad for the wealthy. Yep. Did you see the I old? Mean, it's, that, it's, that's insane. It's, 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 it's but this is uh, this is they don't respect working class people enough. Yes. They have the common decency to sit there and go, "Hey, here's where we are. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's what it's going to be." They just want to continue to browbeat you over there with information war to make it seem like it's your fault. Well, there's, that's because they're old, robbing and an stealing old, them. There's an old yeah. viral, uh, uh, old SNL skit that's been going viral. And I think it's Dan Aykroyd who says, you know, during I think it was during Carter, hey, inflation's a good thing. Don't you want to own a five thousand dollar suit? Wouldn't you like to own a five hundred thousand dollar car? I know I would. Smoke a fifty dollar cigar. That's actually kind of a yeah. question I have for you, Steve. Maybe you can answer. Maybe you can't. Um, if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, the economy gets inflated by fifty percent. The house naturally is worth $150,000 now just due to inflation. At what point, if you keep inflating the economy, does the house become worth zero? Or does the, the house's value no longer, it's not worth $100 million anymore. Like, at what point do you inflate more money at, but at, the value at, drops? At, at, the, at the point where you can't, people can't afford to finance it, right? Asset, you're going to have an asset bubble. This is, okay, one of the things that President Trump did, let's go back to 2008, which you know from the Occupy movement. When, um, when, uh, Obama came in and they had a, the balance sheet was $880 billion and his guy said, let's inflate the balance sheet of the Fed. Just put, we'll just force cash into the system to save the system, to prop up, to prop up assets. Okay. You had an asset bubble that was increasing. When Trump came in in his first two years of office with a 3% growth, he actually took a trillion dollars off the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. He actually shrunk. It wasn't quantitative easing. It was quantitative tightening. Okay, and that's one of the things he never gets credit for. Those kind of growth rates, low inflation with not unjuicing the system was an act of heroism. Now, Powell, when Powell came in and Mnuchin and these other guys, when we started to put it back on, you've got, you know, the balance sheet of the Fed, I think it's six trillion or seven trillion today because of what the CCP rise. Besides, that's, that's over and above what the national debt is. So my point is Wall Street always wants to inflate their way out of here. The problem is you get an asset bubble and then people can't afford it. And the, and the real economy can't keep up. You can't, they don't have people that have jobs that can start to afford your $100,000 house that's now a million dollar house. So you're kind of getting into a, a vicious circle. And this is what people are problem with. This is the problem people have right now. The, the, the um, uh, Zero Hedge has a great article. I think it's from Birch Gold. Um, the guy's name, Brandon Smith, I think it is, is on Zero Hedge today. It talks about the coming collapse. Right. And the coming collapse is when they got to stop printing money, because in printing money, remember, it's on the backs of working class people. You're going to you or your kids are eventually going to pay this off because they ain't paying it off. Right. So that that's why it's got to be certain things go up and particularly like housing and some of your assets, your asset value will go up. Now it's about can you get priced out of. Can kids today, because you have no capital, you have no ability to accumulate capital, how do you get the down payment? Or you don't have a great enough job to actually make yeah. the, the, the mortgage payment. Yeah. You're paying let's for it already with the dollar being and, devalued. And, and let's, let's, let's jump into the black my, mirror my, solution. My, my, my anarchist uh, <laughs> economist right here. We got, uh, we got some news. I mean, uh, so the first story that we saw about Elon Musk was that he was saying people got to have more babies. And then Steve, you brought up that he was like, yeah, and he also said he's going to implant chimps, chips in people, not chimps. Chimps. Not chips, chips, I hope. In people. <laughs> he did it to a monkey first. Well, check out this story from Daily Mail. Elon Musk says Neuralink could start implanting chips in humans in 2022. People with severe spinal injuries would get the tech the billionaire says could help them walk again. That's 
Trojan that, horse. Yeah, that's the Trojan horse. We're going <laughs> to save the guys with the paraplegics, and it's all. It's that's part of it's all great. Okay, there's a, there's but a, but this Neuralink is quite dangerous. Two okay? two TV shows I want to reference as we get into this: <laughs> Outer Limits and Stargate. Uh, SG1 in there's an Outer Limits uh, episode where everyone's got a device on their faces that connects them to the stream of data. But the stream is a collective, uh, essentially, that it's an AI that effectively controls people's minds. But they think they're getting clean information. They think they're they're being shown the truth. So they act upon what the information they're given is, although it's seeking to protect itself. In Stargate SG-1, they go to a place where everyone's slowly dying off and they're all, you know, connected to this like AI system that erases their memories as people die. So they don't know what's actually going on. Wow. This is, these are the dangers of what you, what you get with like a neural link. There's, I don't think this is true, but I was told that the lore of the Borg in Star Trek, third show, is that they were like regular, are you familiar with the concept of the Borg? No. They're an alien, uh, in, in Star Trek The Next Generation, they fly around these big cubes and they say, you will be assimilated, resistance is futile. They're, they are cybernetic, they are all one hive mind, and they implant you with chips to sync your brain up to their machine. And the idea, I guess, was, again, I don't know if this is actually part of the Star Trek lore, but this is what I was told. They were regular people developing medical technology, mm. just like us. And mm. they started Im- implanting more and more and more until they started connecting. And then the natural process by which they connected their minds created a hive mind naturally. So we look at what Elon Musk is doing, and he says, we're going to heal people. How long until it's Twitter, but it, it is on steroids? You've got everyone just marching in lockstep behind a tribal ideology. This is why Facebook went to Meta. Chip. Look, you have the convergence of a bunch of technologies that are happening here. Advanced chip design, which is Neuralink. You have artificial general intelligence, which is artificial intelligence that kind of re- recreates itself. You have regenerative robotics. You have CRISPR. You have advances in biotechnology. The convergence of those and a couple of other industries are converging on this point called the singularity. On this side of that point is Homo sapiens. On the other side of that, it's, let's say it's Homo sapiens plus, okay? And, and this is, hey, on climate change and, and, and all that, is that an immediate crisis? I don't know. I'm not a climate change denier, but I can look at the evidence and don't know if it's absolutely as immediate as they say. The immediate one I can tell you is this crisis of we're coming towards this because there's no regulation on this. Once again, your audience has to understand, as happened with shipping all the jobs over to China, it's your money. The great, the Greek tragedy part of this, everything about the singularity is financed by the pension funds of the deplorables in this country. It's, it's, it, they are the venture capital firm. Remember, the venture capital firms, the private equity firms, the hedge funds, it's all your money from your pension funds, from your, from your insurance companies, from your banks. That's the money's done. And what they're doing is coming up with, uh, with the convergence of this that who knows, you know, they're going to be designer kids. Who knows how this goes? It is hurtling so fast. And now this is the thing about Schmidt in that report. They're t- and if you read Kissinger and Schmidt's book, they're telling you, well, guys, hey, guess what? We don't have a, we don't have a choice here because it's an arms race. The most dangerous weapons in the history of mankind are being developed right now in artificial intelligence. Oh, by the way, the Chinese are here, the Russians are here. So we have to get into this arms race. In 30 so years, now you're going to have this exponential growth of this. In 30 years, there's going to be some 18-year-old who's had a neural link since he was born. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, what's the big deal? I mean, we've always had the chip. We've always been implanted. The guy, okay, at Front National, uh, National Rally, the, the political group in, in France, uh, in January of this year, 
they they had their annual meeting, the kickoff meeting. And they had a bunch of French thinkers come up and address them about what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the future. A guy stood up, one of the top biotech investors in, in France, and said the um, the first post-homo full homo sapien has been born yep. today. And they will be something that is post-man, okay, <laughs> because of either a chip, artificial intelligence is implanted. Who knows? My point is, if you look at it, you've got all these industries going down this path totally unregulated with nobody looking at you got darpa your tax dollars you got private equity you got stuff happening in china yeah. south korea in in eastern europe nobody knows what's going on right and but you're seeing hints of it you're hearing hints of it from the schmitz of the world and from people talking about national security saying well you know there's some artificial uh intelligence weapons that could be you know very scary you got the hyper people are sitting there going you got the guy came out the other day on the defense department saying we're so far behind where the chinese are Okay, then you don't even talk about the CRISPR part, which could get to the biological weapons. We have no earthy idea what's going on. We have no ability to control it right now because, look, I'm a fighter and I fought yeah. globalization and I will take on a lot of fights. Why? This one right here, you kind of sit there and go, where do we even start? Yeah. Why would the elites want the plebs to be in their Neuralink network? They don't. Here's what uh, it was Jane Goodall said the other day is that they, they, um, she said the other day, the carrying capacity, it, their mentality is that because you can't solve the global crisis. The math doesn't work to solve anything on the climate change crisis at the scale you have of people today, of 7 billion people, okay? Her thing was, hey, the carrying capacity of the earth that's correct is 500 million. So what the like elites want, what's it, what the elites want is 500 million, right? And so when they say the replacement strategy, it's not about whites versus Hispanics versus blacks. It's about homo sapiens versus the elites want, and all of them focus on this one thing, which is life extension. Right, oh, yeah. the, 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 the Veritas, the Veritas guys, when they were in the Facebook, the Facebook, you know, he's t talking up the young girl and being a big shot and talking about how they worked the election against Trump. The last part of it's the buried lead. He goes, oh, by the way, all Zuckerberg and the wife spend their time on is live is eternal life in Meta versus. He's the one that dropped the bomb on Meta that they're going to a whole different thing yeah. of the embodied internet, and that's where they spend the time. This the the the, the you make brains. you make a big deal about this election. They don't spend any time on that. They really spend their time on this. The elites in the world are spending their time now financing and looking at extending life because all of them are godless. They're all huh. atheistic materialists. They want to live forever. Okay, they're in back of this whole thing, and this is like not a conspiracy Voldemort. theory. And, this is not a conspiracy yeah. theory. Look at look at Facebook and Meta, and they have right. enough power and influence and money to do so. And it's not look just foreign Elon countries, Musk. but but Steve, it's not yeah. just foreign countries. It's it's Amazon, it, it's Google the, developing artificial the, intelligence, the way, also are, working with China in order to do Zuckerberg, so. Google. These are like we're back in the uh, in the Middle Ages where you have city states. Yeah, Amazon and Google, and that's why I'm a radical populist in this. These companies immediately have to be taken over, immediately have to be controlled like public utilities. They have to get 7% returns. They have to be under the control of the people of this country. They have to be controlled like the regional Bell operating companies were back in the, in the 50s and 60s, the Bell thing. They have to be treated as public utilities. You cannot let a handful of people, okay, on the deplorables money. Remember, Zuckerberg and these guys had no cash at the beginning. This was all their money. Now these companies are out of control. Yeah. To me, Meta, uh, before you get to the embodied Internet, we ought to understand what the embodied Internet's going to be to the people. Look at the ad they have out this, this Meta ad you see with the... The, the Metaverse. Metaverse. You, you, you talk about mankind being asleep and just sleepwalking through life. You look at that, that, that ad. That ad is like 
oh, we're going to we're going to entice you into this new pod universe, living, new pod living, and you're going to be you're going to be totally asleep. Yeah. This yeah. is the sleep did of mankind. S- did you see the suicide pods yeah. in Assisted Switzerland? Pods in, su- in Switzerland. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elon Musk even even has monkeys with with brain chips that are playing video games right yeah. now as we're speaking. As the World Economic Forum literally just released a statement with one of its representatives talking about how we need a population of the world that's that was 500 years ago. 500 years ago, the population of the world was 461 million this, people, this, and they're talking this, about overpopulation this, leading this, to all the world's this, problems. This is, is not some, this number. is not some Schmendrick. This is yeah. Jane Goodall. Now she's been saying it forever, but she says they ask her, "What's a, a base?" The, and I've heard this from people. They call, they call it the carrying capacity of the Earth. They've run the numbers on this. This is not. A, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. This is something they work on all the time, and you can see by these different technologies. It shouldn't be lost on people. When China went to the when the CCP went to ten years ago, made in China 2025, of which they never talk about anymore because they realized they got people's attention. That the top of the top ten industries, they said the ten industries they were going to dominate by the year 2025. The top six were the industries that converge into the singularity. Okay, CRISPR, advanced chip design, artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, robotics, robotics, regenerative robotics. What's this is what? happening today. This is not science fiction. We've hired, There's by the way, guys at uh, War Room, jo- Joe Allen, runs a team, right? We're adding more people to it just to focus on transhumanism. Because I keep telling people, set climate change off the side. That may be, maybe not, who knows, okay? But this is real, and this is going to happen not in 50 years, not in 30 years, in 10 years. I think you're going to hit the singularity. What, is and, that, what does that mean? That means you're going to have the ability to have a post-homo sapien, either between Neuralink, artificial intelligence, a combination of biotechnology. But, you're but going to, what does that mean for our lives? What will we experience? People I, tapped into the system, the system that they control. Yeah, exactly. First off, you're going to have somebody that you're going to have – your kids are going to be competing or could compete against people uh, – um, Beings that are just not Homo sapiens as, as as we know it, right? People that through their own native intelligence, hard work, diligence, but have either have chips in them, have artificial intelligence, have biological, have been biologically uh, changed somehow, right? Through CRISPR or other technologies designer that babies. that are, des- that are in designer designer species that are over and above. Now, how is that supposed to compete? In, 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 in college, in education, for jobs. All of a sudden, you're, you're, you're not, you're in a different, you're in a species that's not the highest species, right? So you're, you're, you're a homo sapien. There's a homo sapien plus. Now I realize a lot of people say Bannon's lost it. But <laughs> no, 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 no. You're no, absolutely no, right. Cause this, I've been researching and studying this, 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 this thing this, for like 20 this, years. This, this, They're what, laying the, the groundwork right now, especially with the, the future that you're talking about where you're going to have to have a government approved medical procedure to be a part of society and you will be kicked out of society. You won't have a good social if credit think, score unless if, you have the injectable that allows crazy, you to do so. If you so. think I'm crazy, go yep. to every, pri- let's go to every major private venture capital firm in the country on their annual meeting where they put up their deals. Well, Steve, you look at their deals in technology and artificial intelligence machine learning and biotechnology it lines up to one of these verticals and these pr- people will tell you these verticals are converging they're converging yes. to, to a point called what ray kurzweil it, kurzweil who was thought of as a nutcase when he came up with this concept 20 years ago kurzweil the singularity he's the evp of research and development for wait for it google yep. okay these are the guy deep mind You've got some, obviously the smartest guys in the world are working on these things and they're converging. And this is a crisis that's building up because this is the kind of thing like, 
how do you even regulate it? How do you how do you how do you govern it? How do, and so all this science fiction that's been written about, this is now science fact. Yeah. Look, look, Elon Musk, who's who's people that know him will tell you, maybe not the best manager in the world, but he's one of the top engineers in the world. When that guy comes out and says, in the fall of 2022, that would be less than a year away. I'm going to be able to insert a chip into a human mind, okay? A human mind that's going to take care of somebody who's been a, who's no spinal cord, who's a paraplegic. That's where it's going to start, okay? But trust me, they've got stuff in the Neuralink lab right now that ain't just working on yeah. paraplegics. It okay? just it started with the monkey controlling a video game with the chip implanted in its head, and there's a reason a lot of the top globalists, a lot of the top corporatists are eugenicists, believe in population control, and ultimately are transhumanists who want to transcend the human spirit, the human energy into their own form of reality where they control every aspect of it. That's all the, essentially the end game. It this sounds crazy, but there's good. a lot of insane technological good. advancements that we don't even know about that we should be talking about that I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm, I, I believe in anarchy. Should be some regulations oh surrounding. Oh no 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 no! It has to be regulated. First off, we yeah. need. This I can't is, believe I'm saying what, it. When, when Eric Schmidt came out with this, uh, I think 800 page report about a year ago on artificial intelligence that he had done for the Defense Department, and he had done it on uh, on uh, on Trump's watch. He l- signaled right there that he said we're in an arms race, and China is so far advanced, and you've heard. Guys come out since then, including the people at the Pentagon that are in charge of our intelligence, saying, "Hey, hey, we're so far behind." All of a sudden, you get into an arms race on this thing. It's your nuclear weapons. You started at something at, at Nagasaki and uh, and Hiroshima that was one thing, and now because of the perfection of it, right? Think about it for a second. There's more computing capacity in that phone than there was in the Kennedy Space Center yep. when yep. a man went to the moon. Four okay. kilobit. Kilobit. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is they've got. In fact, our Joe, Joe Allen. There's an analysis out. By a guy, I think he's at MIT. Enjoy. Apologize if I don't get it right. Moore's law, which is the driver of the of the chip that goes in your brain at, from Elon Musk, is Moore's law. Every eighteen months, the computing capacity is going. They're going to cut in size and it's going to double. What's well, right? every two years? Computer power doubles. Doubles. Yeah. It's about eighteen months. That's Moore's law. But two years. In AI, the guy did the analysis in AI. Joe Allen's fact got it up on Warren.org. Uh, a summary of the article. He said, "Hey." They've got a Moore's law on artificial intelligence, but it's not doubling every eighteen months. It's six X. Yep, it's perpetual growth that just goes up dramatically. Do you know what the event horizon is? When AI gains the ability to code itself, artificial general intelligence. Yeah, because you have artificial intelligence and regenerative robotics. When it codes itself is artificial general intelligence. Now, some guys will tell you that's a fantasy. It'll never be able to happen. There's other guys that say, "Hey, I think we're on the glide slope indicator for like ten years." My point, we don't know. But what we do know is a massive amount of capital, of your capital, of people's capital is going into this. And it's not being discussed. DARPA, uh, uh, your tax dollars through the federal government, okay? Your, all these universities everybody goes to are massive research labs for this. Remember, University of North Carolina was one of the biggest testing groups for uh, for the for starting the CCP virus. And nobody went, knew it went on at, at, at Chapel Hill. Okay, there are things at every research university in the country, tremendous amount of resources on your tax dollars and all your all your pension funds are fueling this right now. And nobody and nobody talks about Elon Musk drops this thing out. Well, look at this. And it's always some goodwill thing, which is fine. 
this is to help paraplegic people and people can never move. Well, hey, look, trust me, that's the first thing they're leading with. They've got a whole raft of R and D internally yeah. that ain't just helping the, the the people that are that are crippled. Yeah, sure. And Bill Gates is working on digital contraception that you could control for a button for people's convenience. Sure. And and Bannon gets an incredible amount of government money, but it's also being financed Bannon? in another Bannon. way yes. right now. When Bannon? we have the largest, uh, Let's sorry, go with it. sorry, sorry, not Bannon, but <laughs> Musk. You have Musk. It's incredible. Musk gets an incredible yeah. amount of money from it's the grand. federal government, it's a, it's a, but there's also 100%. the largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history happening right now, taking money from the poor and middle class and literally being transferred to the billionaire class that's building the prison, building this online technocracy that we're going to be living in soon. One, one, now, here's, here's one of the reasons question. we're doing trans, transhumanism, I said this in a speech in Italy uh, a couple of years ago, I, I said, look, Globalization came about because all these forces kind of came together and nobody stopped it and nobody talked about it. And it was all supposed to be great and turned out not to be great. It turned out to have many more, uh, uh, more bad things happen than good things happen. And that's why you have the stripping away of jobs, uh, you know, what happened in the United States, all the factories leaving, etc. Transhumanism is the same thing, except it's to the 10th scale. Because globalization, you can start to unwind it. It's tough, but we are unwinding it to a large extent throughout the world. Transhumanism, once you hit the singularity and you're on the other side of it, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. The only point I make is that there's so much research going on, and you got to avoid the thing of conspiracy theories and, 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 and you know half-baked ideas. Just look at the verticals. Just take the Chinese and what they try to dominate. Take those same verticals. Look what's happening in the United States. Go to Drudge. I mean, Drudge has got one of the best transhumanist sections. Now that it's all over the page, you got artificial intelligence here, you got robotics here, you got things. But if you look at just the news every day that's coming out, and that's only going to accelerate. It's going to accelerate at an accelerating speed. And we need to get ahead of that. And we need to get ahead of it, it now. They're going to celebrate it. They're gonna they're gonna create that Neuralink chip, which is gonna grant you access to Skyrim. Don't you want to be yeah. the noble warrior fighting the dragon? Dude. Just implant the chip and plug on you're, in, baby. Well, People the companies the companies building it are the ones already helping influence elections. So when we look at Google, when we look at Amazon, we we see them already controlling the minds of the people. We see them controlling culture. We see them controlling mm-hmm. entertainment. So of course they're gonna build a support system that's gonna have people saying, "Yes, please inject me with this latest." They're, they're chip. gonna create so. chips where I can read. It's read only, so I can read everybody's brain. I'm basically part of the collective i can read the internet i can read everything then they're going to have a certain class of people that can't afford or whatever they're going to have write chips where you can write on their brain any of us in a class of read only of our elite class can write on their brains and basically mind control them if you opt out this is like the vaccine manager if you opt out remember they're trying to make you an untouchable right now if you're whether you're an anti-vaxxer or vaccine hesitant or vaccine resistant okay they're trying to other you Across the across, look, what's happening in Austria? Things that would be conspiracy theories in the summer are now facts. Austria says everybody that's unvaccinated is going to be locked down. Then we're going to lock everybody down. Oh, by the way, on one February, mandatory vaccination for the entire nation. Germany says the same thing. It's going to happen. We're going to put it in front of the Bundestag in early February, mandatory vaccinations. Things people would say, oh, that's Bannon and Tim Pool and all no, these no, no, crazies. No, no, no. Hold, hold these on. are all facts coming together you, now. So if you opt out of if you opt out of the singularity from a moral or religious or spiritual point of view, if you think that's gonna make did you the see, vaccine mandate look like a kid like a garden party. Did you see in Sweden they're already implanting chips in their hands? I saw that with the with And that the, that, that could just be some trendy people trying to, you know No but it is trendy but but uh, it is, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beta site test. 
That's what they're they, – they, all this stuff's going They've to be They've been doing the, 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 the Verichip thing for over a decade. How long has it been? Like if 15, you combine it all, if you look at it, and then you're going to have a bombshell. Oh, by the way, in, uh, in, in, in the fall of 22, <laughs> we're going to have the ability to put a silicon chip, right, in your brain to make the, uh, the people that can't walk and can't move will be able to do all of their functions. Think about that for a second. What we have not been able to do with medicine, and that's just the first of many. You're going to see these announcements. Here's here's the day. issue to to elaborate on what Ian said about read only and write. He's act, it's actually I think what he uh, may be missing is that it's not going to be that read only is available available for the people. You get your Neuralink chip. There's going to be police chips. The police are granted a chip that can read your chip. It's not about whether you, you think they're going to give you the ability to read someone else's private info. No, no, no. The authorities will, however, walk up and say, what are you doing here? Ah, that's a lie. I can see it. I've got a read chip. Then there's going to be high ranking elites with the right chip, which can change what's in your chip and can shut you out, can shut you down. Law enforcement might be able to do that. But imagine this. If, if every venture capital firm had a public presentation and went online, had a public presentation and say, here's where our investments are. Here's what these companies look like in five or ten years. Here's what the technology is going to be developed. The American people would be they, shocked. They won't Saying, need what, what, What's going on here? Who, who approved this? They won't need tasers ever again. Huh. If they can give you the ability to connect your spine, they can certainly interrupt that signal, can't they? So the, the police officer walks up and the person tries to run and then also the person just stops dead in their tracks. Why? Because the police have, a broad, have, have, have the ability to, you know, through Bluetooth within certain range, disable motor functions. If the chips can grant it, certainly they can interrupt those signals. Is that a possibility? I think it certainly is, but I don't know about in 10 years, because they got to get everyone to view this as normal first. That's like, that's why I said in 30 years, there's going to be some 18-year-old who's like, you guys, why are you complaining? Whatever. We've always had our chips. I mean, how many people make videos today where they're like, the government is forcing us to register a, a number with them in order to live and work and get access to public accommodation. This is a violation of our civil rights. Nobody, not a single person is putting out videos complaining about social security numbers. So in 30 years, not a single person will be complaining about the singularity. They'll be in it and they'll be happy. They'll also own nothing. When, when Putin's talking about weaponizing artificial intelligence, I don't think many people even realize or understand or could even comprehend the ways that it could be used against populations. So that's one way, one basic way that you're explaining it. But there's multiple personalities when you have an intelligence that is higher than you, higher than any uh, smart person in this entire world. And when you have that capability, when you have that power, how can you control it? How can you stop someone who's a megalomaniac from wielding it? That's the real question that I think we should be asking ourselves Especially with the consequences. Someone, of someone of said it's been two years and there are already camps in Australia. Yep. No due process. Yep. You're taken from your home. You are placed in the camp. No due process. Let, let me say another thing about many of the scientists and technology uh, technologists that are in these different verticals also understand the deep moral and ethical problems that they face. I think it's Dr. Doudna. The book, um, uh, Isaacson's book that won the uh, Pulitzer Prize. I think she won the Nobel Prize. I think they won the Pulitzer Prize. The, the book about her and CRISPR. Her book, the book she actually wrote that came out before that book was her doubts about and, and questions about bioethics. So people in these different areas, there's many people right now that are very concerned. And if you talk to them off the record, right, they're very concerned about where all this is heading. Whereas the benefits may be tremendous in combination or where we're heading hasn't been thought through yet. What do you think about the mark of the beast? 
What do you mean the mark of the beast? That you cannot buy, sell, or trade without the mark of the beast. It's uh, from what, Revelation? Revelation, yeah. yeah. Yes, I know the apocalypse. Well, I I didn't know that. Um, You didn't know about the market? I didn't know the buy, sell, or trade. I I just assume, like, my my general understanding without having looked into it was just that, you know, the apocalypse would happen and people have this mark. And then someone mentioned with the mark, you, you could not buy, sell, or trade unless you, you know, had the mark of the beast. And I'm like, okay, that's really specific. That's kind of crazy, right? Although I do think there's been many, you know, instances, I mean, Nazi Germany, for instance, where your papers where they've implemented some kind of mandate. But, you know, people now in, in the chat are alluding to... Well, that's the vaccine passports. Yeah. The vaccine passports well, are an entry-level entry level part of that. But it's social credit scores. Social credit it's scores. The and the result you have a going. social credit score here. Right. Social credit score here. That's why you're deplatformed. That's why you're deplatformed de- or definanced and debanked, yep. right? Anybody that's considered an insurrectionist or anybody that's considered anything with 6 uh, January... Has been deplatformed, or, or they look. Donald Trump. Let's, he, he's starting his own social media company now because his commander in chief, before he's out of office, he was deplatformed by these social media. You know, Miles Guo told me years ago. He said, "As powerful as nuclear weapons are, social media is ten times more powerful." And the Chinese Communist Party know it. Yep. That's why they decapitated. That's why they May nineteen. They made a decision to go to their own technology companies. To, to start to control these companies in the West. That's why they eviscerated the tech companies back in the spring of this year, where I think it was $600 billion of market cap that was lost of American pension fund money to get control of it. So we live in an era of social credit scores. That, that's not theory. That's practice. And Yeah, and it's also with the ESG, with major corporations, and it's also with another corporate social credit score that people don't even know about with corporations leveling you, giving you a score on, on not just what they could sell you, but your beliefs and your systems as well. Look, New York City we're, just we're, came out the other day. De Blasio said by December 27th, that's in, what, three weeks, there's going to be mandatory vaccinations for private companies yep. and and children from 5 to 11 and are going to have to have a passport yeah they're going to have to have a passport to get in basically any function and, in did, New York you, City. and did you see the prime minister i think in new zealand said this will never end i think yep. you tweeted that yep um What's her name? Jacinda or something? We got to go to I'm super chats, though. We got to go. To, we're going to go to super chats. Take some some questions from all you guys who've been super chatting away. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. We're going to have a members only segment coming up around eleven or so. I can only imagine that will be fun and yes. spicy. So let's uh, let's read what we got. All right. Let's see. I see a lot of people keep uh, demanding that I mention FJB. Uh, which I gotta say, uh, there you go. I mentioned it. It's F- a, FJB, the 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 crypto or whatever. Um, I, 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 I actually find it, uh, uh, we get so many people trying to pump for their pump and dump scams with, with, with crap coins. We'll keep it ish coins. Yeah, it's the newest. Um, so I get it. You know, it's funny to make fun of Joe Biden, but seriously, like people who want to come on here and, and try and pump whatever coin of the day it is, they're trying to make money off of. I'll take your money with your super chat, but I ain't going to read it. <laughs> Because this is not what we're trying to do. We're trying to have serious questions. And we so what, 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 what are they doing with the uh, what are they doing with the coin? No, I it's just, it's just literally a coin. coin, like it's a, it's, Shiba coin. Yeah, or yeah. Doge the purpose coin. of it is, if you don't like Joe Biden, buy it. It pumps or whatever, and people are trying to pump and dump. So there's a whole bunch of these. Like, I mean, fine, you can do it, but people are basically playing a game of hot potato. They say, hey, everyone buy this, buy this thing, and then people do, and then people sell out. It's really interesting to have 100 million people be like, hey, let's all buy – poor people be like, let's buy this, and they all buy it, and then they all sell it and make money off of it. They don't all sell it and make money off of it. Yeah, not all of them. It's hot potato. But other people come in – it's really so long. Yeah, what is that? What, what, what kind of scheme is that? So long yeah. as everyone keeps pumping it, you yeah. don't gotta like the SEC's made it illegal with stocks. I would imagine, right? 
But let's talk about what's really going on. Here's an important one from Eric jo- uh, Johnson. Tim, I made a jardinera pizza like you described oh, it last yeah. night, and it was great. Huh. FJB. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know what jardinera is? No. It's like, uh, I don't know what it is. Pickled what vegetables. Call it? Pickled vegetables, yeah. little yeah. spicy jalapenos. And it's a big thing in Chicago. Pickled, pickled vegetables. Like yeah. cauliflower. Cauliflower, carrots, jalapenos. Okay. And I think celery, too. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. and I, I they put it on sandwiches and stuff. I love putting it over a pizza and then baking it. And just mm, so good. All right, let's see what we got. Pizza again. We got Punisher Gaming says I've really enjoyed watching Tim slowly red pill himself by by passing out red pills. <laughs> Never get high on your own supply. I love you guys. We don't always agree, but truly search for the truth. You have my respect. Hey, appreciate it, man. All right, Dimsum Nimsum says we are hoping for funds to help the obvious financials. Oh, okay, this is about uh, the other one here. Dimsum says, hoping you will shout out and share my sister's GoFundMe. She has thyroid cancer. We're hoping for funds to help uh, uh, the obvious financials. She will, she'll need to, need to pay because she has, she will be getting ionized radiation treatment. Interesting. Um, I suppose I could shout it out, but there's no information to shout out. But, uh, you know, sorry to hear it, man. Good luck. All right. Charles Balyozian says, don't forget about Erdogan in Turkey. The lira is soaring higher than the Dogecoin. Turkey has full control of Azerbaijan and Syrian militia. When times are bad, war comes. Watch out for Turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A great NATO ally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I guess people are saying that uh, FJB is uh, being used to uh, donate to people, to veterans. Yes. Bar League says FJB, the official cryptocurrency of the Let's Go Brandon community, loves Steve Bannon and Tim Pool. 50K donated to veterans in 40 days. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Cool. So uh, I, I apologize. Well, I, I think, I think, I think you can take the transaction fees off of these things. And yeah. It could be quite, quite I think that's powerful. what they're doing. They're using it to, uh, in that case, oh, hey, guys, shout out that's FJB. Yeah, for sure. Sorry for, you, look, we get so many you people. You see, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you just, you, you turn so we, quickly. We just <laughs> get so many people who are like, scam crypto, scam this crypto. So I'm yeah. like, here we go again. We got people saying, you know, whatever. But if it's, how if, could FJ, how could something named FJB be a scam? <laughs> <laughs> that's a deeply rooted, that's a deeply rooted primal scream. Yeah, agreed. All right. Joshua Schrader says, hey, Tim, as you know, I didn't know this, the new FJB coin cryptocurrency, or maybe someone brought this up before and I, I forgot about it, has been doing so much for our veterans. But did you know they were also teaming up to launch the first decentralized media blockchain? No more censorship from tech tyrants. God bless. All right. Well, there you go. All right. I like donations you learn, to you veterans. Learn, you learn something new every there day. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the website, letsgobrandoncoin.io. I'm looking. They say what they donate to veterans, but I'm trying to find out exactly what's getting donated. I, I think, I think, I think on the tra- there's a transaction fee, right, when you do it. I think a part of that transaction fee goes to veterans. Oh. Chris B. says, Steve, as someone who wants to be more of a bookworm, do you have a list of books to read for those of us who want to be- uh, who want better understanding of the world and history? Yes. Should I give that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's name got? some books. What do you think? Um, the first one I'd read that is an abridged, and maybe I'll come back and give it to you. So the abridged version of uh, Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, Gibbons. You ought to read a, the extended version is a little long. You definitely should read that. Hmm. Uh, I would read the uh, I would read the Best and the Brightest about the Kennedy and the in the in uh, the Vietnam War. Definitely would read that. I would read. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so much stuff, great stuff to read. Um, if you want to read about a, tr- a tremendous individual, right? Well, I think the greatest president we've ever had and probably the greatest individual we've ever had in this country, Lincoln. Uh, you can read Gore Vidal's novel, Lincoln, about how people make tough decisions under, uh, under tough situations. Also, there's tons of um, 
There's a great book on geopolitics by McKinder. You ought to read that, just basics of, of geopolitics of the world island and Central Asia and how central it is to how critical it is to kind of world history. So I think those are two or three right off the bat. And I'm trying to think about something in technology or AI that I could recommend right now to read. I'll think about that in a second. But there's so much to, to read in artificial intelligence and economics and all that that's very important today. All right. FNP says, Steve, do you believe China's obscure and fraudulent financial structure can collapse? And what is the geopolitical implications of a collapsing China? Uh, absolutely. I think it can collapse. I, I think it shouldn't be lost. Either. I think it was uh, Grande today went outside the 30-day window of making their uh, their interest payment on the bonds. China is a house of cards, even more so than the United States and the Federal Reserve and the, and the Bank of England and the, and the whole Judeo-Christian West's financial system. China is to the fifth power. They just continue to kind of print money, right? And they keep it going and they live off of our dollars, $4 trillion of, of U.S. capital. If we cut them, if we cut China off from our capital markets, the Chinese Communist Party would collapse in 90 days. Now, unfortunately, our financial system would also take a major hit and implosion. That's why it has to be kind of a, a level down of these gangsters. But no, the shadow banking, what you're seeing in China, is absolutely incredible. And here's the thing. Remember, the Chinese people, the Lao Beijing, the, the, these noble people of China, old hundred names, save 50 cents of every dollar. They look, work as slave labor, but they save 50 cents of every dollar because there's no social, there's no social safety net. That capital has been basically exploited by the Chinese Communist Party. They're the first people who are going to get wiped out in the implosion of this real estate market. That's why you've seen these videos. You have the table of the company and the people are coming in and women are sitting there with knives up to their throat saying, I'll slit my own throat right now unless you give me my cash back <laughs> or, or show up with the real estate because I've lost everything. So the Chinese people are going to be abused here, but I 100% agree with him that it is a completely phony system. Totally, they manage every number there. Everything they tell you to the West is an absolute lie. And Larry Fink and all these Wall Street guys have done nothing but put American capital, which is basically the pension funds of the United States, in there to finance the stripping of our what I call the stripping of the altars, right? To take all the high manuf- value manufacturing jobs over there and uh, and now to p- prop up their real estate market. All right. Dawson Jackal says, you might as well take the money I was going to spend on vodka and food. Denied service and entry for not showing Vax passport. Welcome to Chinada. Wow. And our new national anthem. Oh, Chinada, this is our leader's land. In true communist love, all of us bow down. With cowardly hearts, we see the rise. The true North weak enslaved from far and wide. Mao, keep us safe and remove our rights. Oh, Chinada, we deny your human rights. Beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy what's happening in Canada. Justin Trudeau, by the way, even publicly came out and he said one of the things that he likes about uh, the governments in the world, one, one of the things that sticks out to him is the economy and how it's run in China. And he looks up to the way that they do business there, which is absolutely crazy and mind blowing. There you go, man. He's beyond the Manchurian candidate. All right, let's see. LTG of course, his, of course, says, his, of course, his father knows something about communism. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I went there. Nah. I, I went there. there I went there. I, I was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. LTG says, I work for NATO in NL. Russia will not invade Ukraine. Hmm. Will they not? Interesting. Good. So it's all just a distraction. Ben Harrison says, forget gold, buy chickens. They taste better. And what are you going to do? Carry around gold as you wander from, from outpost chickens? to outpost? No, the chickens follow. Oh, okay. you, you put them on little chicken <laughs> leashes, you know, and you just okay. make them walk. They, they, they walk themselves. They'll walk and eat at the same time. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, hey, all. 
Steve, at first, I didn't know you. Now, after IRL, sir, you are a populist and a dang good one at that. Also, why are you wearing three pens? It's code. Prepared. Oh, nice. it's code. Oh, I see. So, so two uh, pen day, three pen day. Uh. A lot of people said uh, after your the, like the first second, you, you were on, was the third time you've, you joined us? Third now? time. Yeah. A lot of people. I, I was in the old place. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the other studio. studio. I was in the other studio. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a lot of people <laughs> say that the only, the only thing they've ever heard of you was what the media had been saying about you. And then to actually hear you speak and hear your ideas, they were like, wow, was the media lying? And I'm kind of like, do you watch this show? Because it's all we basically just say that all the time. The media is lying. So, of course, people actually hear what you have to say. And they're like, this guy actually doesn't sound far right at all. Like the media certainly tries to claim it. I mean, you said it. But when you talk about taxing the rich or the one percent or whatever, that's just populism. It's kind of like centrist. I'm more than just tax the rich. I think we have to have a a. Um to think about a reallocation of assets and resources. <laughs> that's what leftist. You, that's not leftist because I'm a, here's the problem with American capitalist, American capitalism. There's not many capitalists. A, a, a right wing or a, what they call far right or a, a center right populist believes the central part of this is everybody's got to have a piece of the action, mm. right? The problem we've had over the last 40, 50 years is that too much of returns have been to capital and not enough to labor. And so the people, the backbone of the civic society that keeps, people say, well, the United States, the capital markets are so robust. You know, people want to buy in the bonds. They want to buy the stocks. And I go, why is that? And so what's so liquid? I said, well, what causes liquidity? What's so safe? Well, it's not the Security Exchange Commission and our laws and regulations, which are very good, but there are other security laws and security laws around the country. It's our civic society. It's the underpinnings of the safety and security of the United States of America. And that's every cop, every teacher, every nurse, everybody that coaches Little League. That provides this thing called America. That is this, 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 this sovereign nation, right? That security, that civic society, the thing that every day you see people going to work and kind of self-organizes. That has not been – they have not gotten enough of the piece of the action. That's why people have been here, you know, uh, 10 generations, 9 generations, 8 generations. And right now you're sitting there with, you know, 50% of the families in this country can't put together $1,000 in cash, money, okay, for half the household, households in this country. I think still 80% of people's net worth is tied up in, the home, in their equity of their home. That has to change. We can't have this concentration where our founders, the framers, the framers of the Constitution, the founders that fought the revolution was against an arrogant landed aristocracy, both in parliament and in the crown. Okay. They would be stunned and shocked to come back here today and see that we've turned into an oligarchy, that we have basically turned into uh, almost like Russia with, with the tech oligarchs. The oligarchs on, 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 on Wall Street, and now they're paid servants in Washington, D.C. Remember, those guys are just paid. They're just on the payroll. Yep. They don't have any power. Power's in the global corporations, in tech, and in Wall Street. Did and you, they control you, these guys, and that's what we have. This country can't go on like that. Because you, I keep telling people, you're going to have some socialist, left-wing, inefficient debacle where you're just getting tip money or we have to go to a system that everybody has a piece of the action and that we have controlled labor markets that people, the wages can rise. If we do that and people get peace and get prosperity, America could be on the verge of a, of a, of a massive renaissance. But, see, and, uh, and that's within our, our boundaries to do. During Occupy Wall Street, there was a, around this time period, there was a document that was, that was made by Citigroup the, uh, calling America a plutonomy. 
They said it's no longer, a, you know, constitutional republic. It's a platonomy where the wealthy control everything. And this was like a serious document outlining how the country works. And then we saw other data that says the opinions of the general public have zero bearing on the votes of members yeah, of Congress. No, I've seen that. Yep. This is why one thing I would go back to World Economic Forum and they're, they're advertising and marketing where they say you're not going to own anything and you're going to be happy. Right, kind of limited Zen space. You're not wrong. I, I would, not wrong. I would like to have a system where you are going to own things called assets. You're going to have real assets, like in real estate. You're also going to have securities and stocks. You're going to actually have ownership. You know, we talk about, and, and the guys on the left all the time, uh, and I too, about the carried interest. You know, going after carried interest on the private equity firms, the carry, you know, starting to tax carried interest. I want to have a different system. I want to have the American people, each individual has a carried interest in the nation has a carried interest in the economy of the nation. Not, not just more. And by the way, if they pass Build Back Broke and all this other stuff. But that's what the Davos says. They say they want everyone who's a stakeholder in our system to be actively involved. But they don't want you to own anything. They'd say it right there. You're not going to own right. anything. You're going to be happy. You're, you're just going to be, you. you're just be a, a, a part of the proletariat. Right, oh, you're you just going to be a working stiff and, and what's going to happen until is, they get to the time that they can go Homo sapien plus, and then you're going to be unnecessary. And, and uh, I think Harriet Tubman it was who said, "I have freed many slaves. I would have freed many more if only they knew right. they were slaves." Yep. They Amen. take away your Amen. ability to understand what you don't have, and you won't crave what you don't know exists. A French, uh, a French poet who died at Verdun in the early days of World War One. It was a devout Catholic, and he had this great saying. He says, "It's not for us." to report what we see it's most important for you to see what you see that is the important thing in your life today to see what you see take the blinders off look at what real reality is once you do that you'll be in solidarity of people that want to want to change the system change a system in uh, opposite of state-owned socialism and communism and marxism but to, 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 to true freedom Marty Smith fan. He's got, he's very on point with this one. He says, I became a Timcast member today because I appreciate Steve Bannon. Bannon and that third hour is must see yes. War Room Posse in the house. Yes. Wow. That's right. Thank Being you. a Thanks, Timcast Marty. member. Love, the, love, love the Posse. You know, FJB, uh, FJB, baby. <laughs> in the events, the, uh, the website uh, was basically us being like, we need to expand. And we need to be, we need to have our, you know, preparations to be independent from any of these big social network sites to have our you, own website. You're, you're like Citizen Kane. You like John Foster Kane or whatever it is, right. Charles Foster Kane. That You've got an empire. You got an empire. Seriously, for well, all the Tim, of. all the Timcast people, I came here, and the old studio was fantastic. It was great, but it's not what I'm sitting in today. I mean, this is like it's growing. Upgrade, this, yeah. this is super upgrade. Yeah. It's not easy though, man. You know, we're we're navigating the minefields, trying to make sure that there's the conversations that we can still have, and then you know, effectively social credit score. Which, oh, you, the thing about what you just said, when Tim Pool. Who you've got a lot of scars and combat experience in, in in this whole movement from the occupied days, and you, you were in Ukraine. I, mean, I was in Venezuela. I was in Venezuela. Ukraine, you've Brazil. been in some tough tough. Think about it for a second. And you're not crazy. You're very reasoned. You've got some some ideas that are out there, but you're very reasoned how to do it. When you start every broadcast, and you think I got to watch what I say on these topics, they're winning. That, that's the system we got to get away from. Because we've got to, as a country, that's, that's push, the, push the envelope. We should all- leave the battlefield because it's dangerous. And this is what's really frustrating to me. And I talked with this, uh, with Alex Jones about this. I said, the right is losing because they're reckless and they have no tact. 
They are, they are saying, I'm going to go out into the middle of the battlefield with no strategy and no plan for how I confront those that oppose my ideas. And then they get wiped off the map in two seconds. And so as much as there, there is an issue with, we need to be able to talk and have these conversations. There's also the, the complete knowledge and understanding that YouTube, Twitter, Facebook are key areas of a battle of ideas and information. And when you are confronting ideological opponents on that battlefield, if your idea is I'm going to walk in right in the middle and yell out exactly how I feel, don't be surprised when you are no longer part of the equation. But I like that movie, The Patriot, with Mel Gibson a whole lot, because what does he do as one guy with his two kids ambushes the British and, and, and takes on massive amounts of the battalions because he thinks about what he's doing first. So let's think about what's happening. You've been banned from YouTube. We haven't yet. I've been, uh, and here you has been banned in perpetuity from Twitter. But here you are getting out 99% of your ideas. So as long as we try to maintain, you know, navigating the minefields in this battlefield, we can make sure that 99% of the ideas are still able, able to persist. And then for the ones where we are actually dealing with major, cur- you know, curtailment, we can always set up our own independent website and make sure people like you get your, you know, ideas out to the best of your ability. People know where to find you at War Room. And then no, no, but I, I, I got that. And we should. And that's smart. You got to strategically do it. But we shouldn't have these social media oligarchs who on the public's money, remember, Zuckerberg had no cash. He was living in a dorm in Harvard. Well, but didn't okay. Peter Thiel give him money? Well, he put $500,000. My point is, and Peter Thiel's money wasn't Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel was institutional money. All of those guys, when they write you a check, it's a pinch, it's a cops, firemen, nurses, teachers money. It's a pension funds money. It's called institutional investing. They, they, they take, they take a one or two percent management fee and twenty percent of the ups. That's how they make money off their fee structure. That's the carried interest that's not taxed as we, ordinary income. My point, my point is because yes, but they shouldn't have the ability. Tim Pool should never have to walk into this show, ever, and think about is there a topic I can't discuss. Let's take Alex Jones for a second. You know, Alex Jones. People say this, that, the other thing. I just take one topic. If you go back and look at what Alex Jones has said about transhumanism. Alex Jones has been ahead of the curve of this thing for what? For 10 years? For easily. Years? Easily. Yeah, easily yep. Alex Jones was talking about the topics we talked about tonight 10 years ago, which when the history of this age is written, people are going to focus, I think, on that, right? And see who who the first guys that, that call it out. And, and one of it was Alex Jones. And Alex Jones is banned everywhere. Yep. Maybe for other activities. My point is that some of his stuff has been absolutely groundbreaking, okay? For all the madness they say Alex Jones has, you go back and look at the signal, not the noise. The signal has been very strong on some of the most important issues facing our world today, right? I mean, your stuff's amazing, but that's, and people get into it. It's, 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 it's out there and it's not being covered. To think that the mainstream media, and I talk about that they don't, they don't have major stories and connect dots, not just say, oh, you know, Elon Musk, Neuralinx, and he says, oh, yeah, we got to have babies at the same time, but are connecting dots of these technologies. We 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 should get uh, – let, let's talk about this in the member segment because there's a lot more I want to say, but I have a lot of super chats. Okay, and fine. So I think we can do a, a big conversation fine. with this. So everybody – we're going to have a really uh, serious uh, strategy discussion in the member segment that you should you should check out. Not to cut you off or anything, but no, there's a lot of off. really good super I'd chats. Ramble. Check us out. We got a really really good one, and you know I may not agree with the initial sentiment here because I've been ragging on uh, Alec Baldwin uh, a lot. I think that, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he shot that woman. You know, 
and he, he might get away with it, but uh, I, I want to read this one. Brian Coerselman says, I stand behind Alec Baldwin 100%. Standing in front of him is too dangerous. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Womp, womp. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Block Viking says, Steve, what do you have to say to a former Bernie bro who doesn't agree with the corporatisms the GOP's historically embraced? And DNC seems to have picked up. Either way, let's go, Brandon. The populist movement inside the Trump movement of taking over the Republican Party is anti-corporate. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are variantly anti-corporate. Here's the thing. You're getting played. Remember, the most progressive president in history, President Obama, during his watch was the greatest concentration of wealth in the nation's history because of the economic decisions made. The Democratic Party is 100% bought and paid for and owned by corporatists and Wall Street. All of you progressives out there, you're, you're being played. Okay, and that's why a big part of this movement going forward is former Bernie bros. The way, look, working class Hispanics, African-American men and Bernie bros are the future of this populist movement and combined with us. And the reason is we got to break away from the corporations. The corporations don't have your best intentions in mind. Look, look, they're the oligarchs. They're the ones deplatforming. Remember, I keep telling the Republican Party guys and I rub their nose in it. I said, you created this monster. Your tax cuts and your deregulation. And now you're sitting there whining that they deplatform you. You and your policies created it. And that's why, and look, I admit I'm on a, I'm on the, on the, when you look at the spectrum or the range of alternatives, I'm a little bit on the hardcore part of this. But that's why I say in Silicon Valley, particularly in social media, I'm for total digital and data sovereignty. Okay. That's why I think things like FGB, FJB and other of these coins have to be looked at. Here's the reason. They forced you to do it. They've destroyed the U.S. dollar. They have a printing machine up there in Capitol Hill right now talking about $7 trillion. You owe it to yourself to look at your own digital sovereignty, your own data sovereignty, your own ability to participate in, in, in not just in cryptocurrencies, but in other, other either stores of value. Okay. You owe it to yourself today because they're not going to do it. I would tell the Bernie bro. We are the anti-corporate part of this. We're a workers-based, working-class party. And that's why you see in the, in the Rio Grande Valley, they're supporting Trump. That's what tr- Trump was right. the weapon. Trump was the armor-piercing shell that went through this, right? And he, and he gave them blunt force trauma. Why do you think they hate him? He was part, he's a billionaire. He was part of that whole system. He'll tell you that. They hate him with a pathological hate let's, that's almost and the let, reason let, is because he's the armor piercing shell let me, that let me we ask need you yep. uh, Paul Perry wants to know if you're going to be involved in the next Trump administration you know after he runs or when he's running well it, let, let me say it this way in 2020 it, the war room we are dedicated and maniacally focused on building the Trump movement and when we say the Trump movement taking over school boards having people become election officials taking over the Republican Party with populists, with people just going as precinct committeemen, we are firm. We are, I think, the biggest supporter of the president. Uh, I, you know, if to the degree that we participate in the campaign, like we did in sixteen, I don't know. Time will tell. My biggest focus right now, the mantra we have right now is one hundred seats, one hundred years. We can win a hundred seats in twenty twenty two and govern this nation for a hundred years through the House of Representatives. Okay, but are and, the and after that, the Republicans going to do anything? This is why, by the way, Republican Party since 1968 won more elections than it's lost, and in the process lost the country. You need to have new people, new blood, and new policies. And I think you're starting to see those people come up. It's always going to be a fight, and, and the, the, they co-opted the Tea Party movement. It's, it's our fight every day to fight this. 
and, and to focus on it. But no, I think President Trump, not only is he going to run, I think he's going to win, and I think he's going to win in a, in a big landslide to the degree that I could ever be of assistance. I will always be assistant. But right now, the war room is the war room is where we do it. I want to I want to make a point too. So I, see a lot, I see a lot of people are, are signing up as YouTube members, but uh, that may be a mistake. If you want to watch the member segment, it's at timcast.com. Oh, yeah. Go to timcast.com. Uh, otherwise, you're just as a member supporting the channel, which is greatly appreciated for sure. But again, timcast.com. That's where we're going to have the, the, the you know the bigger discussions and, and everything like that. But uh, all, all the support's greatly appreciated. If I'm if I'm you know making a mistake, I just see you know a lot of people have just signed up. So all right, let's see. Civilized Age Custom says if corporations replace workers with AI, eventually there won't be people with income to buy their goods and services. They go to business. So I, is that is it is it is that going to have an impact on this? On the transhumanism? It's, it's going to no. It's, it, they won't slow down because of that problem. Right, they're looking to first off cut their cost by doing as much of this art. If you see this everywhere, I mean, they're, they're particularly in China, they're trying to use as much artificial intelligence and robotics as possible to take out labor costs. So their first, their first issue will be to get to get rid of labor costs. I think they'll deal with the, the second part. It's it's a it's a great point. You, and like you, I said, you, a lot you, of this would be a lot of this is to be thought through. But right now, we can tell you when you look at look at party look at the party of Davos, the fourth industrial revolution. When they talk about the fourth industrial revolution, how much humanity is in that? When you look at the fourth industrial revolution and what they're talking about that's going to participate, the human element of that is is looked at as inefficient, right? And so they try to extract that. So, All no, right. it's a great point. Uh, it's got to be thought through, but they're going to look at the cost side first. Do you think universal basic income is part of this too? I think that's but universal basic income is part of the fourth industrial revolution because I think they're going to say, hey, you're going to be out of a job, but we got to give you – X amount of cash, right? Well, people, don't, we don't, but, but we don't, we don't, but th- that's not what people want. People just don't want to pee, uh, be paid some stipend, some tip money. You're you more, than, you're more than, you're more than a, that's where you go from slavery to indentured servitude. No, you're not indentured servant. You're not going to live off the tips and the scraps of, of the elites of this world. They're going to pay universal basic income. They're going to pay a couple thousand bucks a month so you can play video games and just vegetate. No. Yes. You're a human being. You're a, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Act like it, okay? They we're say, not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this. I gotta, I gotta issue a correction because they say uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy, and that's no. that's incorrect. Yeah. That's incorrect. You will own many things, like the forest leather boots of agility, or the mythical tiara of the dragon queen. <laughs> you will own a little digital home you will in have, your virtual space. You will have a license to those things. To that's your, true. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! So shut your power off. Hey, you're you're gonna nothing. have that's your why little, you have a wingman. You're gonna have your little server space where you buy your little house. And you're going to show all your friends your digital little house you built in Fallout Three, and everyone can, or Fallout Seventy Six, and they can come hang out there and be like, "Wow!" But you know, that's, that's one of the things about this life. That that's why, if you notice today, people's aspirations are getting tinier and tinier and tinier and tinier. Van life, yeah. van life, yep. tinier and tinier and tinier. Go back and look at the folks that built this nation. Right, they came from everywhere. Look at what they accomplished with so little to back them up. Right, right? I mean, for that's, me, the, the, and I'm talking working class people. That came and built this country. The unbelievable a vision. I, I, I have. Uh, I, I view myself as having a very similar vision. You know, wanting to build an empire and you know find the secrets to immortality and eventually uh, create a singularity in which I will be. I'm kidding. Hey there, <laughs> <laughs> you got me thinking here. <laughs> Looks like, right. Wait a Where's my anarchist? Bring my anarchist in. No, we had. Luke, I, we, Luke and I had a joke like what almost ten years ago. 
that I was like, you know, you're uh, going to be the corporatist. I was yeah. going to be confronting you outside of your own building. Look, I got your placard in the SUV. You can start progressing I was like, now. I'll be 50 walking out of a press conference or like flying to Bilderberg. And then Luke will run up and be like, Tim, you know, you were at a meeting and young, like, get, get out of here, Luke. Ah. But they're going to, they're going to try to co-opt you. They're, they're definitely, I don't think so. A hundred percent they will. What are you talking about? How do, the way, how does, the, the way the system, the way the system does it. But how does, how was some guy to knock on my door and be like, hi, I'm with Davos. No, eventually, eventually, eventually somebody say, hey, I gotta meet, I gotta meet Tim Pool. And then you meet Tim Pool and said, man, if you, if you had a hundred million bucks in back, you could go, you could do this. That's, that's how it, it's co-opted. But it, they co-op. that's, I'm that's not saying not you're going to take it. But I'll, you're, I'll say two you're, things. you're getting say, at no, that no. scale that, that that now people notice you. Everybody talks about the Tim Pool show. Everybody in the right, everybody I know, Pasobic, Navarro, all, everybody, Cortez. Everybody, did you see Tim Pool last night? I got to tell you, my CFO, she won't let me mention her name. She's fantastic. She's a Tim Pool addict. In fact, she she wow. she flew back. She flew back from our from our other office to be here tonight because she's a, she, and she's as right wing as you can get. She's but, a Tim Pool. Somebody's going to come to you eventually and say, Hey, look. With a two hundred million dollars, you could expand. You could get off YouTube. No, I couldn't. I literally couldn't. I've had people offer me money, but it's never been like, "Hi, I'm an institutional investor with a million dollars." I've had people be like, oh, "A couple hundred grand. What would that do for you?" And you, the answer is nothing. Yeah, the, a the issue is not money for us. But a couple hundred million dollars could change your life. Can make things. It can make you grow much, much quicker. It, but it, maybe it, it doesn't. It but can. I'm saying you're going to get. They're going to try to come and co-opt you. And the first it, thing I say, you know what? You know, Luke is great, but you know, Luke is out there sometimes, and maybe Luke ought to be in the back and writing. This is the way they do it. They'll try to co-opt you. They'll try to take the edge off. They don't like the edge. I, I don't see it happening through investments. I think it's it's more of a, there. I'll, I'll put it this way: there's literally zero. There there is no money amount that could make this better. But I will tell you, we've got two five hundred one c three nonprofits. One for creating decentralized tech to make people uncensorable. And the other is to fact check news organizations as well as our own uh, outlet and the fact checkers themselves. So we're going to be going to people and being like, would you like to donate to our 501c3 tax deductible and stuff like that? That's a potential avenue where they might want to put money in, but that's a separate entity outright from whatever it is we're doing here. So they can certainly get involved with the nonprofit and help build technology, I guess. But if someone came to me and said $200 million right now, and we would buy X or we would do this. I'd be like, I literally have no idea what to do with that money. And it's not going to change anything we do. We've already, we, we, we've, we've gone through project pitches and I'm like, the problem is not money for us. Granted, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to act like we have $200 million or anything like that. It's just that finding driven, passionate, talented people is the, is the challenge. Money doesn't solve that. It doesn't. I've been through it. It doesn't solve it. You just got to build it up slowly over time, rough around the edges, and you slowly get something like we're in now. Look at you notice the lights around the edge of the room. We've we, we've got rid of studio lights. We've done a new thing with LED strips. It's just you know people come to me and they ask me how did you build all this all up and and I'm just like one step at a time. It's not like this this thing where we sat down and did all this crazy research and funded R and D. It was literally like hey you know what I noticed our lighting sucks, and then we had one guy be like you ever see these LED strips and I was like look at that. And that's how it happens. If someone came in and said, here's $200 million, have a good time, I'd be like, that literally won't get us anything we can need. I mean, I suppose I could buy a skyscraper or something, or like a big building. Go buy a cable TV channel. Why would I want a cable TV channel? What am I going to do with Because you get off YouTube. Then YouTube. Then you can talk about anything you want. Right now, you can't talk about anything you want. You can't talk about anything you You want on cable channels. Sure you can. You can talk about anything you want. 
But we'll, let's do this. Let's, uh, we're going to go to timcast.com. I'm going to come and tell the $200 million we're going to trust him. Well, that's going to be your TV channel. We're going to, no, no, no. We're going to test him. I'll tell you this. I've been there with Somebody's going to come to you one day. Okay. Somebody, because of the success of this and the impact it's had, somebody is going to come to you with that size check. I don't think so. That size, I'm just, that size check. So when this happens, right then, 7 December 2021, somebody will come with you to, to you and there's going to be, there's going to be hooks on it. The hooks right. are going to be, hey, you know, it's kind of edgy. You know, can we do this? Can we talk more about this? But that's the, that's the Faustian bargain you make with capital. I just, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I think any one of these institutional investors who have done a psych profile profile on me based on the things I've said, they're going to be like, that guy's too risky. Don't go near, don't go near him. <laughs> You're not risky as a businessman, though. You've you've built a great business. You actually know how to mitigate risk. Remember, the thing about entrepreneurs that people want to know is not are they risk takers. You know you have the energy driving forward, the motive force, but do you know intuitively how to mitigate your risk? Let's jump to the TimCast.com you know member segment. So everybody who's watching, go to TimCast.com, sign up. We're going to immediately just jumpstart into this talk about censorship, co-opting, the deep state, all this stuff. I've got a lot to say, but we're, I don't want to run too late. I want to make sure we get this up for you. So again, TimCast.com, sign up now. And uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. You can follow me at TimCast. Steve, where can people find you? Go to warroom.org. That's a, we're on live every day from uh, from ten to noon Eastern time, and then at five to six. And you can go to War Room. You download the podcast. We got show notes, everything, and we're on. I'm on Getter, so you can go to Getter under uh, Steve Bannon at Getter. So just go there. That's the one site I've got, and we got the War Room over there. So Getter or go to warroom.org and you see every day. Right on. Or or look at the MSNBCs because every day they're taking a shot at me. Did you <laughs> see that photo from the War Room? Your show. Where they they announced what was going on with the uh, uh, with uh, you and the oh yes six. yes like right in the back you. Yeah, yeah. all right also Tim uh, you know don't forget I'm here waiting to confront you any moment anytime uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a separate story uh, one. Uh, also a lot of people forget I have my own media organization where I have confronted a lot of uh, the globalists and uh, to find out about that plus a lot more sign up on my email list enoughofcensorship.com enoughofcensorship.com that's the one way that I can't be censored and of course I have a YouTube channel. We are change on YouTube. We are change. Hope to see some of you guys there. Love you guys so much. Thank you for coming. Steve, always a pleasure, my man. Love love being here with you. Gorgeous. Good to see you again. Lydia, thank you so much. Lydia, thanks for setting us up. Yeah, I'm always happy to have Steve. We really enjoy his presence. He's very wise, very (laughs) well-rounded. So I was uh, instructed to ask you if you've ever heard of the term Kali Yuga. Are you familiar with this Kali, term? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're, in the so, ca- we're in the Kali Yuga. That's what so Rogan was saying. Explain this. We're yeah. in the Kali Yuga. Well, why don't we talk about that later? All right, we're going to have to hold on to it. Okay, I just had to. I just had to did Joe Rogan mention the Kali Yuga? He did, oh, yeah. A he couple weeks ago on the oh, show. Oh, no, no. We're yeah. in the Kali Yuga right now. Okay. Well, if you want to know what that is, you're going to have to go to timcast.com, be a That's member. Right. And uh, is that, did you mention your Oh, yeah, no. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patchlets. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out again for the 80 billionth time. We'll see you over at timcast.com. Bye, guys.